from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, it is our listener episode. Yay! This is our Nintendo Mail episode. Boldy is a boy's best friend. Last night, I wrote a letter to myself and deposited it in a post box. I just retrieved it. This afternoon, I shall deliver that letter. Her her. To Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 239, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves. Today, uh, as we're recording this, apparently it is National Podcast Day. Has nothing to do with the title that I was planning because I planned this like a month ago. But we could say it's because of that. We're doing an episode all about you, the listeners. We're going to do an episode where we answer your questions. And we've actually got a really good turnout. So uh, we will be doing that for the topic. And even though there's a couple like major news things, I think we can save them for next week. Just because, like, like the Animal Crossing update hasn't really happened yet, and neither has the Smash Brothers thing. So, if you're looking for anything like that, look for look to next week. But yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Zeno Trade John Sonicles, Definitive Edition. Nice. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Cockroach Stomper Mikowski. I'm John. To myself, you have been doing a great job delivering the mail. I have a request for my hardworking self. All of the townsfolk have taken refuge. I want myself to flee too. Even if it is not written on the schedule, I want myself to flee. Please, knitter. <laughs> give me <laughs> give me your postman hat and then you can flee. <laughs> that's what became of that Delivered part. for postmates. That's that's where the other no, no, those guys suck. Uh, that, the other, <laughs> that was where that was where the other one was. I used to work for them, they suck. Getting uh, getting pretty heavy there in the the darkness, the de- delivery mail post postmaster. Well, I felt it was appropriate because we're doing the mail episode and because, well, of what happened last night in the debate, I was feeling pretty pretty desperate, so, yeah. So you went, you threw your mail into the river? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You threw your ballot in the river. I just want to flee. We have our, yeah, we have our ballots, but, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yesterday was a day. Uh, It was, it was something. That's where I, I think that my greatest achievement was coming up with my name for this episode from from yesterday's uh, whole, uh debacle but let's talk about uh more positive things like games video games they're fun right they'll they'll be here at least until the second civil war of the country (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to play them at least for a couple more a couple more months before we all go to war i beat i beat a xenoblade chronicles definitive edition (laughs) hence my name i I beat that game i beat that game you were gonna you thought you were gonna beat it like and one more playthrough for like a month now probably no, I, I don't think I was. I, th- I said that I thought I was going to beat it last week, and maybe I thought I was going to beat it the week before that. But yeah, you were talking about yeah. beating it on your Twitch stream a few weeks ago. I know that. Yeah, I did. I did post that I was going to try to beat it on Twitch, but I didn't know how f- how far I was. And that game is really long, and there's a lot of stuff to do in there. So, well, I believed in you, friend, and I'm glad you did it. I beat it in under. Uh, yeah, super senior about it. I beat it in a hundred and under a hundred hours. 
at like 96 hours, I think. So I made it. And I found out that the Yoko Shimomura does the soundtrack. I'm surprised I didn't know that. But you had to wait till the credits to find that out. Yeah, who's in the credits, of course. <laughs> I should know that because I love that soundtrack so much. And if you're not familiar with Yoko Shimomura, uh, she did the soundtrack for Super Mario RPG and all of the soundtracks for the Mario and Luigi series. Oh, okay. Not to mention Street. Oh, wow. Not to mention Street Fighter Two, Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. Like she's got a huge record of wonderful music that she's made. So. That, was, that Super Mario RPG music is freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's good. The Xenoblade, I think, is better, but it's a. Uh, I mean, it's deba- it's debatable. It's it is a really I don't really. Know. I mean, it's got it's a really good soundtrack. Years of advanced technology on it, so yeah, it, yeah. But it, yeah, she's been doing. Uh, she's been working with the people, you know, the the main people who did Super Mario RPG and the Mario and Luigi series RIP. So she did all the soundtracks for those for those games as well. So yeah, I, I just I just I'm surprised I miss I missed it, but I guess I didn't really look. I didn't really look at who did the music. But that's, well, that's pretty cool because that explains why it's so about, damn good. What thinking about how the people at Monolith have been helping out with Zelda games at Nintendo and stuff helped with Breath of the Wild. Like it's nice to see that whole like everybody like helping each other. I mean, I know they're working for each other. They get mm. paid, but like just thinking about how you know Mario RPG was a crossover between Square and NES, and now it's like this is a this no, is like a monolith. It's crossed into Xenoblade. Where <laughs> Xenoblade cross, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, monolith. I mean, monolith worked on Animal Crossing, even, which is insane. Like, I can believe that. If you, you know, if you looked, if you looked at the credits while KK Slider is playing, monolith is on there as well. So they've been doing a lot of shit since uh, Nintendo seems to be using their for a lot, them from a lot of things aside from Xenoblade. So, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that until until the end. But yeah, I, I reached the end of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, after, after you beat the game, they give you the option to keep playing the game after you beat it, which is always cool. You can do like a clear mode where you start right where you were, and you have the same levels that you got after beating the final boss. So you can go through and, and defeat all the rest of the submissions if you want. Is the world different? Like, is everybody in, is the world in peace? Or? No, the the world isn't different. It's just it, it just says clear on your file. But there's also a new game plus that you can do where you can start again with all your same levels and all that, and and go on a harder difficulty if you want that to. That sounds awesome. So, but I just I just went back and played it some more just to do all the submissions because some of those final submissions. You have to defeat guys that are like super, they're like all super bosses. So it's like incredibly hard. So they want you to, they want you to like, you know, max out your levels. Cause one of the guys you have to beat is like level 120. And I think you can only get to like 99 as your main character. So they, they throw some major stuff at you at the end there. So I was not able to beat all the submissions before I beat the game because I just, they're just too fucking hard. And I didn't want to grind for that long, you know? So I just kind of grinded until I was around like level. Well, it's just a little bit under ninety, I think, is where I'm at. Maybe now, like a, like eighty-seven or something like that. And then I went and beat the game. And in the very the very last part of the game, you get, you get kind of stuck in this area that you can't leave. And I was and I was getting killed a bunch by the last boss, so I kind of thought I fucked myself for a second because you can't leave, like you can't warp warp out of there, and there's no exit, and there's nowhere to grind. So I was kind of like, uh, <laughs> I, I might have screwed myself over if I can't beat this guy. But I did. I played through it a few times and I tried a couple different strategies and then finally it worked. So it did take me like four or five times to beat the final boss of Xenoblade, but I did it and it's done. And I, I started the, uh, future connected, the extra story that's on the definitive edition. And I was like, I should have realized this, but I was really bummed that, uh, that you don't get to carry all of your stuff over from the other game. Like it's not like a new game plus you basically, you start at like level 60 
but you have like no weapons and no armor or anything. So I was getting killed like like crazy, like left and right. And I'm like, this sucks because you know I was like a level eighty something, and I was just like destroying people in the other game. Is it in and the same you, map? Uh, no, it's. I mean, well, it's it's in a different area. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be in like the you know in in one on uh, Bionis and all that, but it's a. Uh, but it is a different map. Like you crash land on an area, I guess you never were in the other game, and your characters are wearing. And it's you. It's Titus and the or not Titus. Um, Titus. <laughs> I think you Final Fantasy. I've never Titus even, never even played that game. <laughs> no Shulk, Shulk, and uh, and the and the other the other one, the the princess lady from the Aerith Aerithy, and these and those two of those little Ewok looking guys. But yeah, no, it's 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 in a different area, and you just kind of start there. And a lot of the guys are really difficult, and I was just getting killed like left and right. And I was like, "This sucks." It kind of reminded me of like uh, of Dragon Quest Eleven, like in the middle there, where you like where like the world ends, and then you have like nothing, you know, and you lose all your side missions and stuff. It kind of it kind of reminded me of that. It was annoying. So, but I, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to push through it. You know, it's uh, it hasn't been as fun just because I had to. I just had to give up all the levels and all the items and all the shit that I already had. So, yeah. So, so it's not as fun. So I basically, I went back to playing the regular Xenoblade and just, and grinding and trying to do the rest of the submissions just because I was t- tired of getting killed in a uh, future connected, but I'll, I'll keep playing it. But yeah, no, it's great. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is definitely, it's definitely number two on my games of the game of the year. Like, I don't know if it could be any. Higher or lower, depending. I would feel bad if I put it above Animal Crossing, but so yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles De- Definitive Edition done. Well, well, I still have the Future Connected to play, but yeah, that game's awesome. It's still a lot of fun. It's become a real relaxing game for me to just go through and play the submissions and listen to a podcast, and it's like my relaxing game. It's like when you would play uh, Doctor Mario to make yourself relax, John. It's like the same thing for me. Grinding on that game, zone was, out. Yeah, well, you kind of just zone out and just your your mind kind of puts itself together. It's like a, it seems like a repair. I'm trying to repair my mind from the like world, the world that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> so is it just are the submissions pretty le- pretty like formulaic in the sense that you don't have to really you just know what type of mission it is and where you have to go like the marker and what you have to do like so does it become pretty old hat after a while? Yeah, I mean some some of them are a little bit more complicated. Like when you get to like rebuilding Colony Six, like that's. You you have to use a guide for that because some of the items it, it won't just tell you where they're at. You have to kind of find them. So it does take a little bit, but a lot of it is just like defeating enemies and collecting items and for the submissions in that game. So yeah, so it's, it's so it's kind of like easy something you can just put a podcast on and, and do it. You know, and I and I would even get to the point where I would whenever I got to like a story thing, I would pause the podcast and watch the cutscene and then go back to you know fighting guys and grinding and stuff like that. Grinding was actually not that was actually not that tedious in that game because everything's so like smooth, you know, there's no battle scene or anything like that. So I felt like it was pretty pretty easy to do. And because I was uh, and because I was really excited about playing, you know, enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles and beating it, I actually re-downloaded Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I haven't played it yet, but I did re-download it and I'm going to try to play it again. You're going to jump back in where you were. Yeah, wherever I was, I'm going to try to see if I can figure it out. Well, I did. Well, this is for another one, but and I ended up I ended up deleting Mortal Kombat 11 because it's like 30 gigs on my system and I just haven't played it lately. And I don't know when I'm going to play it anytime soon, so I deleted that game. But I I made I made a uh, room for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I was also hoping to make room for Resident Resident Evil Revelations 2 so I could do a stream of that at some point for October. 
So that's, but I haven't downloaded that yet. Cause that's like another, like almost 30 gigs. So I have to make some space for that. Damn, that's a huge file. Yeah. But I have Xeno, I have Xeno 2. It's on there. Haven't played it yet. But last night I, I got the idea before I watched the debates and all that and drank a bunch of alcohol. I, I decided that it was a good idea that maybe I should try to play Xenoblade Chronicles X again because I've been in this like, you know, Xenoblade loving Xenoblade mood. And I was like, I should go back to X. And that was before like, you know, that was like before all the shots and debates and stuff that happened. But I, uh, I ended up streaming Xenoblade Chronicles X and man, that game is fucking complicated. I forgot how complicated that game is. It's way more complicated than regular Xenoblade than like the first one. Honestly, and- it's been so long since I've played it. I barely remember like much about it other than just running around and, well, killing, uh, <laughs> the big like uh, baboon guys. Yeah. Well, the baboon guys are in Xenoblade Chronicles One. Also, I was killing some of those guys because if there because there's a part where there's like level eighty ones and and you can go there and just fight them and that's the best way to level from like eighty. They're all like to different 90. sizes. Yeah, but there's there's a bunch of different colored uh, different different colored ones and different levels and stuff in the other one. A lot of a lot of the um some some of the creatures are the same in both games. I remember look over there. It's gold mine, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the music is still there and still hot and all that. <laughs> but, uh, uh. but I forgot one thing. One thing I forgot, and I don't know how I forgot this, but the font. The font is so awful in that game. I forgot how fucking bad it was. You know, like how it's like tiny. It's like the tiniest yeah. font I think I've seen in any game. And can, and being a game that like focuses so much around missions, and you have to read like what. And these missions are way more complicated than the missions on Xenoblade the definitive edition and they're not marked on your map or anything like that i mean they kind of are some of them but not all of them but it just even like reading what the mission says is really hard because the font is so fucking small i forgot about that i remember when the game came out when we did the when we talked about it on the show i used to like because you can switch it from the tv to the gamepad of the wii u mm-hmm. so i would switch it from the tv to the gamepad and then just like try to read the gamepad really <laughs> really close because the font was so fucking tiny and try to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to do in this. And I was doing the same thing like on a stream last night. And I was like, this is dumb. Maybe I should just stop. So I stopped streaming because I thought maybe I was boring everyone who was watching. But I, uh, yeah, so I started, so I played by myself for a while. And I started to kind of like, kind of, you know, pick it up a little bit more and understand a little bit more. Like I, I bought some new weapons for my characters and I like, re, I got new weapons for the scales and like kind of redid those to try to make them better. And, and I was actually able to like beat a few, a few missions. And so I'm kind of starting to come back around to it. I do want to play more of it. So I, you know, I'm pretty close. Uh, I was, I was stuck at level at chapter 10. That was the one that I couldn't beat. And I think there's 12 chapters total. And mm-hmm. then like a, you know, and then like a boss level or whatever at the end. So we were pretty close. But yeah, I was, I was just kind of running around doing, doing some missions. There's still a lot of missions to do. And, and I mentioned before about how my Wii U can't like connect to the internet. And, uh, this one, I was actually, it, it connected to the internet when I started the game because I wanted to play Xenoblade Chronicles X a little bit before I actually did the stream. So I wasn't completely like, what the fuck is happening? You know, so I played it. I played around with it for a little bit for like an hour. And right when I turned it on, it like updated, it downloaded an update. And I was like, oh shit, there's updates. And also my Wii U normally can't connect to the internet so this is weird and i downloaded an update and right after i downloaded the update my files were gone there were no files in there like i couldn't continue like the continue was like grayed out and i'm like oh shit i'm like oh shit and i'm like trying to hit continue there's nothing there it only says new game i can't load any games and i was like about to like 
I was about to like freak out and be like, I'm never going to play this game again because I thought all my game, my game had been completely erased. You know, the one that I put like 200 hours into. Oh my God. So like, I was like, I was freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, did this, I'm like, did this delete like all my games? Like what's going on? And I tried to look online to see if I could find anything. And I ended up just restarting the game and and everything was there. I restarted it and then it, and then I had my, and then I had my file. So it didn't get deleted, but for a second, but for a second there, I was like, Oh no. Oh shit. No, I don't want to start at the beginning. (laughs) I'm like, I just want to kind of run around and see if I can figure it out. But I, I don't want to say it, but I, I almost get, yeah. wish that had happened. That I that I had lost my file? Don't say well, that. Because, well, just <laughs> in the sense that now I'm going to feel like I need to go back to it because you're playing it again. I mean, you want me to play it again, right? Or you don't? <laughs> well, I have to play it again now if you're playing it. You don't have, you don't have I need, to. Well, I you don't do, have to do though. anything. <laughs> At least I need to go check it out and see where I was. And- you should try it again. Just just, just for the fun of just being confused for like two hours to try to, fi- try to figure out what's happening. I think I really screwed myself over, but I'm almost positive I was at like... I thought we were at the same spot. I thought we were both at chapter 10. I was at a part where like... So are you at the part where you like fly over the the water for a really long time you have yeah all these it's like crazy way battles. it's like way in the back you fly for a really long time and there's a really long battle yeah and i get and i got killed at the very end because there's like a super super form like at the end uh-huh. there's multiple forms yeah that was where i was yeah that's level 10 or that's chapter 10 which means you got to upgrade your skills and that's when i stopped playing because i didn't have like any money to yeah that, that's what i thought too but i think maybe i can get around it because i actually like just went to the store and there was a ton of like a shell a scale weapons that i didn't buy that were like way more powerful than the ones that i had so okay. and i was actually able to get a decent amount of money just from doing missions and there's still like a shit ton of missions on there you know, so I was, so I'd like, and I, you know, you can, you can select 20 at a time. So you can, you know, if you accidentally find one, which I did a few times, like find part of a mission and complete it by accidentally finding it while trying to do another one. So yeah, you're able to do multiple missions. So that's what I was going to do. Just go back and do missions, try to get a bunch of money, try to like completely overload my skills, maybe sell some of them and try to get the better versions. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun to play it again. It, it definitely feels like an upgrade. I mean, there's some stuff you can see that's better than Xenoblade. Like, it's a lot faster. Like, you can run a lot faster. And there's a lot more stuff based around guns instead of like, instead of like swords and stuff like that. So you can, so you can fight from longer distances, especially if you're trying to fight like giant monsters. And, and the world is much bigger than, than Xenoblade Chronicles is. So, I mean, you can tell that's, they're basically trying to like do the open world, but make it like super massive. And then, of course, I mean, it like was the scales to, and like- all that. It was supposed to be like the biggest map at the time it came out. I believe it. It's fucking huge. And there's like multiple, and there's like continents. Like you can go from like one to another, and there's like mm-hmm. six or seven of them. And yeah, it's really, really big. And it's definitely really, it's really mind fuck if you like go back to it and you haven't played it in a long time. But, but I was, like I said, I was having so much with Zeno, some, so much fun with Xenoblade that I'm like, I want to try to, I want to try to beat these other two games that I bought and played but never finished. So, I decided that I'd go to X because X is the most similar, you know, to the first one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even though you can't really, as far as I know, I don't have any healing spells, and I did have healing spells in in Xenoblade Chronicles One, so that's kind of different. But I don't. But I think every time, you know, whenever it does the thing where you have to hit B at the right time, if you do it at the right time, you get your life back on that. So, so yeah. But I I I ventured into the dark world of Xenoblade Chronicles X. You know, on the last night, which was a weird time to do it, but whatever. 
I'm gonna I'm have sure to do I'll, it now. Yeah, I'm sure I'll stream some more stuff. I definitely want to play it. I was gonna play more of it tonight, but I think Eza Origins is supposed to come out later, so I'll be playing that. But if it doesn't, or I'll I'll play some more of it. But yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition beat. So that's three points to the tally right there. And I, and I'll go back to trying to get a future connected. It just really sucks when you when it's supposed to be after you beat the game and you don't get all the stuff that you had when you beat the game. Mm. I understand that they want to make it to where like people who already beat the game can play it and don't have to play through it again, you know, but it kind of sucks that they don't give you any sort of like new game plus into the DLC. Like I thought that would be cool. And they changed some of the battle stuff around, which I don't really understand. I already don't understand the new battle system of the extra story on Xenoblade, so that doesn't, you know, that doesn't seem like a good thing, of course. But yeah, that's what's going on with that. Um, the Animal Crossing update is out now, uh, as I, as we said, uh, it's uh, it's out, but you can't do any of the stuff yet. Uh, Jess is, is super excited about it. She actually wants to okay, come up, good. wants to come talk about it next it. week. But I was wondering what the hell was going on. Yeah. Yeah, she said you can't really do anything yet. Like, you can't buy any of the stuff that's going to alter your town yet. But she's already made a pumpkin patch, so she's very excited about that. I saw that. I know uh, Jeremy's – I figured Jeremy would be excited about it, too, because of farming, mixing I into am. Animal Crossing, make it a little bit more like uh, Stardew Valley. So you got that. I haven't really looked that much into it. So how deep is the farming aspect? Uh, you can it's grow. Kind of- you can grow pumpkins. I think that's about it. You have a pumpkin patch okay. that you can grow pumpkins with. But I don't – I mean, it's – but how's that differ from How's that differ from just like making a an orchard right now? Uh, I guess it's not really, but it's you have not. but you have to have a specific pumpkin patch for it. Yeah. And you could grow pumpkin patches instead of trees. Right. I mean, it's so, like another it's like more to grow. Right. And then when you sell your pumpkins, you're destroying the plant probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's how it works, but well, I'm sure there's also like you know more DIY stuff incorporated with pumpkins and that type of thing, mm-hmm. and and also you can change your skin color now to like, you know, to like green and gray and stuff like that, like stuff you costume didn't. colors, yeah, you weren't able to do before, and you can buy candy at, from the store and stuff like that, and and there's like a Halloween event where you can hand out candy and all that stuff, which I might actually get to participate in a Halloween event if I get home from work quick enough. Is it doing it's doing like an all day thing, right? I would hope, like they did with like Easter. It was like from five PM to midnight. It wasn't it was a pretty small window. Oh really? Yeah. Maybe I, it's I, five AM. Maybe I misread it. Yeah, I'll have to i I'll have to watch it again. I just watched it once. There were there was a there was a Pokemon direct too that just showed uh just gave like the date of the new DLC, which is around okay. the corner. So maybe I should Maybe I should go back to playing that game also, since I never. I was never talking really to someone it. the other day, and they were like, "Nintendo announced this huge new update for Pokemon." I was like, "Is it just the update that they already announced like earlier in the year?" They're like, "No, I'm pretty sure it was something new, but it's just the Isle, not the Isle of Armor, the uh, Tundra, the other one, Tundra, yeah, the Tundra, Crown yeah, they, Tundra." Yeah, they gave a date for the ground Crown Tundra, but there is other stuff in there. There is like extra uh, stuff to do with the regular Pokemon Sword and Shield game, so. And there's like an extra like version of Meltan or something on there. I don't know. I fell off that game hard. You did, yeah. And you have the DLC also. I do. I don't have the DLC, but I do want to play the DLC at one point. Uh, my idea, like one of my many ideas that I've had from playing games lately, I have too many ideas. It's hard to go through all of them. But uh, I was, you know, I, I like just beat Xenoblade Chronicles, and I've just been looking at which games I played the most. And I was just going to try to go down the line and just beat the ones that I played the most that I haven't beaten yet. So it's supposed to be Xenoblade. And then I was going to go to Fire Emblem because Fire Emblem is 
up there in like the top 10 mm. ones I played the most, but I never finished. So it would have been that and then Fire Emblem and then Pokemon, you know, as far as, mm. it, and I figured I could just go down the list, the ones I paid, played the most, but didn't ever finish. Cause maybe it'd be easier to beat those ones, but then I got stuck in doing the Xenoblade stuff. So, but yeah, now it's like, oh, well, more Pokemon stuff around the corner. So we'll see. I just like to have a, uh, I just like to have an RPG game running in my life normal so I can have something to chill out to. So, which you're about to again, right? You're, which well, I had, other than going back, but you're about to have the new, and I had, game and I have Ease Origins also coming out yeah. soon. So that's going on with that. I, I played, I played some more of the Super Mario. All 3D All Stars. I'm all the way up to 91 stars on Super Mario 64. Damn. Thought that was pretty cool. Nice. That was I did that on my. I've 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 only been streaming them actually. I've just been playing them when I stream. But I got a. Uh, I got over 40. I have, I have 91 and 64. I have 41 in Super Mario Galaxy, and I have 40 in Super Mario Sunshine. So, so that's where I'm at. So I played Galaxy for a little bit longer. I feel like some of those levels like really don't work well with the with the. Uh, whatever you want to call it, six axis. I feel um, the same way. Yeah. Like, especially the, the spe- level yeah. was weird, especially the one yeah. where you like, where there's like the, um, there's the spider web and you get stuck in the gunk and you have to pull the gunk back and shoot it. Oh, shit. I, right. I yeah. had, a, I had a really hard time lining it up by doing it with the controller instead of like pointing at it and pulling it back. I don't know. I, I had such a hard time with that level, like much harder time than I remember ever doing, but I felt, but it felt really awkward trying to like, line it up right with using the controller to point instead of using the joy cons. That, that was yeah. something that really with my head was like, this doesn't feel right. And I don't know why I can't, I don't know why I can't get this angle right, but I was just, I was just missing it constantly. And I'm like, I don't remember doing this in the first one. So right. I was thinking about really that strange. today. And, yeah. And like sp- specifically the one where he's, he's bouncing on the ball, he's walking on the ball and you got to, yeah, make the ball go around the course, right? Yeah, that felt so great. Like in yeah, when the original yeah. one, you just it was like you had a joystick in your hand. Yeah, you know, because you were holding it upright, and it worked really, really well. And um, I think I I haven't tried that level yet. I'm probably not ever going to get to that level on on this Switch version. But um, I just can't imagine that could ever feel good using with a regular controller tilting the regular controller around. I actually thought that one was fine. I didn't. I didn't have that much of a problem with that one because I just, I just held the controller up like this, so it was like having. Yep. It was like cyber sled. It was like having two, uh, you know, having like two joysticks. So, didn't really bother. Gotcha. It. And it's like it's super. It's. I mean, you could get there in like twenty minutes, probably. It's like at the beginning of the game. So I mean, it's not not very hard to get to. So. I completely dropped off of all stars. Yeah, it was in my switch for two days, and then it came out, and then Mario Maker Two went back in. Oh, you have that physical, don't you? Mm-hmm. I yep. thought I thought you had that digital. That would be a digital one. That'd be a good one to be digital for you since you play it all the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's you know, it has its follies. But I still, I appreciate that those games are on there. It just sucks that they're brought there in such a lackluster way. But it's they're still cool games. Oh, and I and when I was uh, booting up Xenoblade Chronicles X just for the fun of it, I booted up uh, Super Mario sixty four on Wii U just to see how the, what the difference was. And Super Mario 64 on Wii U has fucking save states in it. And the and the Super Mario 3D All-Stars doesn't. That's bullshit, man. They already had that. You know where you can like just save wherever and then reload it from want. there? They had save states in that. In the 64 virtual console. I didn't I don't remember that, but they did. And I'm like, holy shit. So the, once again, the Wii U versions are much better than, than the uh Switch version. 
And, and, and I guess you could say that the graphics look a little bit more cleaned up on the Switch version, but save states, man. Like, they had them in there. Like, you could have just, you could have done, I don't know. I don't know how they couldn't have just done save states. Yeah, they were, they were already there. They were already in the game in the Wii U version, in the virtual console. So, yeah. So, there's that. So was, well, remember the, the 64 version in, in the Switch game is the later Japanese release. The, there was the, the updated Mario 64 that supported the rumble. And that's what this one is. Yeah. Because okay. you can notice on the title screen it says 96, 97. I don't know. Is the Wii U one the I same version or is it? I didn't look. I, I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't notice that it had Rumble. Actually, another, I think it still yeah. said "So Long, Gay Bowser" in uh, the Wii U virtual console. It probably did, yeah. And I also noticed if you hold CR while you're uh, twisting Mario's face around, there's mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of other Marios behind him. Have you guys mm-hmm. found that yet? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's I, new. I found that by accident. But yeah, it's because I never really tried pulling his face around because I was streaming it, so I just went straight to the game. But I don't know. I'd have to look at the date or if there's Rumble. I don't remember. I don't even, actually don't even remember there being rumble on the Switch one, so, <laughs> so I guess I've just tuned it out. Even though I did, no, I did find it interesting that my GameCube controller rumbles when I when I play a uh, Super Mario Sunshine with it. Mm-hmm. So that was something I didn't know would work, but it does. It rumbles. Cool. It rumbles just like it would, you know, because the GameCube controllers had had rumble capability mm-hmm. built into the controller. Like I think they were like the first ones that did that. They were, and uh, yeah. And and it does that through the Gbro adapter. You you have you have uh, Rumble through your GameCube controller if you're playing it that way, which is the right way to play it. So, but yeah, I, I played around with those for a while. Oh yeah, I had the hardest time getting my fucking hat back, but I finally did the the hat in Super Mario 64 from the monkey. Like I was like I kept trying to do it over and over and over, and I kept dying for stupid reasons. And then I finally went up there and I got my hat back. And then I had this stupid idea that if I grabbed the monkey, maybe I would get the extra star. But I forgot that the monkey takes your hat back when you grab the monkey. So right after I got my hat back, I lost it again. So I had this whole other thing where I had spent like a, way too long trying to get the stupid hat back after that. But I did finally get my hat back in the game. Even though I beat the game and they gave you a hat, when I restarted, I was hatless. So hatless and hopeless there. But I finally <laughs> I finally got it back from, the, from, the, from the monkey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been playing lately. Those fucking monkeys. Cool. Well, uh, I was going to give my uh, 3D All-Stars update. Not quite where you are, Trey, but I am trying to play all three games. Kind of fly, like switch between them on the fly when I get frustrated with one. So I'm up to 40 stars and 64. And you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I don't know if I've ever actually beaten Mario 64. I think that I might have when I was in high school. Like I'm sure you I'd did. Gotten the bare minimum to beat it. So maybe I did once back then, but I don't think I have since. Hmm. And it's been so long. Like my brother and I were playing that together. So I may not have done it all myself. So this might end up being the first time that I beat Mario 64 on my own. And um, so I'm trying to do that. I'm definitely to a point where I'm a little frustrated with what my options are for the stars I can go after. But 40 stars, I, I need to get to 50 to get to the top part. So I've almost unlocked all the levels at 40, uh, as far as I know. Yeah. I've actually never beaten it with 120 before. Oh, no, I, I, ne- I, absolutely I would like to do that sometime. That. Oh, I did. I, I was going to try to do it again, because I, I did it in high school. But some of them are really hard. Like the fucking rainbow, the rainbow level. I hate that level so much. The one where there's like where you're on the carpet the whole time, mm-hmm. and it's following the rainbow. Like, I fucking yep. hate that level. 
it's difficult. When I was uh when I was in high school, I thought about trying out for Mr. Morton like as a joke, like the you know, like the it's the mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. And that was yeah. that, that was going to be my talent was getting 100 coins in that level. Cuz Mr. I, Morton. It's like Miss it's like Miss America, but like for for yeah, Morton in high school. Yeah. Yeah. They have one for guys where they, you know, it was going to be a joke like that I was that I did it. And I, that was going to be my talent was going to be getting a hundred coins in that level without dying. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> no, you've definitely got that Mario 3d or that Mario 64, uh, muscle memory. I watched, I was watching your stream and it's like, I played the shit out of that game. <laughs> that, you, that's like the only, game. you see that game in a different way than a lot of people do because sure. The controls are pl- problematic and the camera, especially, but not if you're you played so it a used lot. to it. Cause you played it. So <laughs> yeah. Not, not if you played it a lot. I mean, it's still problematic. Like I don't think it's, I mean, I still have trouble with it, but I've just played it so much. Like it was a game that I obsessed over for years. So I, I feel like if I'm any, if I'm any good at any game, I'm kind of okay at that game. You know, because I because I was able to do that sort of speed run, but I, I think I could do a better one if I practice more. But I d- I do want to try to get 120 stars on it because I do like that game a lot. You know, even though anyway, say say whatever about it. I think it's aged better than most. I think I think it's definitely aged better than Sunshine has. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> between the three. Of them. One thing I saw that was I thought was funny. Somebody was posting about: Is there any way to get the wah, wah sounds from the camera to turn off? Like they were annoyed by the sounds that the camera makes. Oh, I thought right. that was funny that they thought you could turn that off. Yep. Oh, weird. No, you can't turn anything off. We talked about that last week. There's no options. <laughs> no options in these games. I mean, your best option is to mute is to mute the TV and listen to a podcast. Listen to us mm-hmm. while you're doing it. Then you won't have to hear it anymore. There's there it is. Or just yeah, use someone your friend's copy of it to listen to the soundtrack mode of different songs. Yeah. Or listen to it. Yeah. Or listen to a different thing. It's po- National Podcast Day. Listen to a podcast while you're doing it. That's true. Listen to a podcast. But yeah, so I've gotten up to 40 stars. I don't think that's in any way like close to the furthest I've gotten. But I'm feeling good about that I'm going to beat this one. Uh, Sunshine, I'm up to 22. Sunshine is a lot more slow going, I think, because it's so much bigger and the controls are you're fighting the controls a lot in that game and i'm i'm realizing that more and more as i play it like yeah the controls are really weird and it's i, w- I don't know i must have just been in some special mental place when i played through this game a couple of years ago because it just really kind of puts me in a rage mode when like <laughs> i know that it sure it was my fault that i fell but like why is he running like he's on ice when it's grass you know like yeah. Why is he sliding so much and stuff? So there, yeah. there's just a, like a lot of floatiness to the controls, and then the the 3D elements, like especially in those level, the uh, secret levels, like they were just going hog wild with the fact that they had a fully 3D space and they can move these polygons around in it. But like, it didn't seem like great game design the way some of those platforms move and stuff. The secret? Are you talking about the secret? Yeah, levels? yeah, yeah. It's just like I hate those so much. Just it's really chaotic. It doesn't come across in like a i don't know not that i'm a game designer but i've learned more about what game design means over the years from being on a podcast about games and just reading a lot of media about it and stuff so it's like to me it kind of seems like this was like a lot of tech demo stuff it's like cool it looks cool but it's like is this really am i having fun right now so yeah galaxy or sunshine i still i still adore the game for what it is and the music and the, and the uh, music is fantastic. The like the, the music, I even, think is one of the best things about it. 
I even think the actual like mechanics are fun, but they're just really you're really loose. So I, I still want to beat it. I want to beat all the games on this collection. Like yeah, me on, too. On it, um, so I'm going to. But I don't know if I'm going to be going for any sort of completionistic stuff here. I, I, I felt the same way that you did about uh, Super Mario Sunshine, like where like a lot of stuff feels like ice sometimes. And especially in those secret levels, there's a lot of times where I felt like no matter what controller I was using, it felt like the control was a little off. Like I would just like tap the stick a little bit and he would just run too far and I'd automatically run off something. And I didn't feel like it was my fault. I mean, I didn't feel like it was, I didn't feel like I did the wrong thing. I felt like the game just fucked me over and it was just wasn't controlling them right. And of course, I, I made it to the fucking pachinko machine as well, which is still as awful as it was in the original game. If you guys remember that one, with some of the worst camera controls ever, and you cannot oh the pachinko parts the pachink the pachinko machine. Yeah, I made I made it to that, and it's awful. And there's no you have no control over the camera whatsoever. It's just bad. It's just really really bad. And and there was nothing done to fix it. It's just awful. And you basically you you it's it's just pure luck. There's no skill to it. Like, cause if, if you completely miss all of the pockets where all the coins are and you fall through the bottom, you're dead and you have to start all over again. And it's awful. It's like the worst level ever in any Mario game, in my opinion. It's terrible. See, Sunshine had something special going for it when it first came out because visually it's like, I don't know, it's like leaps and bounds beyond 64. Like, sure. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And I, I put something on Twitter about it. I pretty much verbatim said like, I'm still kind of like shocked to think that Sunshine was the direct sequel to Mario 64. Like that was the next Mario game after that. And it came out like what, six years later or whatever, but um, it was a long amount of time. It was yeah, a huge game. It also kind of solidified the, the, the look of modern Mario. Like, like, you know, the, the Mario that's in Sunshine was like the Mario that was in the promotional materials for Mario 64. Cause they couldn't pull mm-hmm. it off. Sure. Right. He so, was the actual full 3D yeah. Mario, is what you're saying, like yeah, the detailed, right, right, right. detailed 3D Mario. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, uh, it's an amazing looking game. And I think when it came out, we were just so starved for Mario, a new Mario game. I mean, six years is forever back then. Like we were a lot yep. younger, and those years represented a huge percentage of our total life. You know, so right, six uh, years and a couple months after the launch of the GameCube, so people were starving yeah. for Mario at the launch of the GameCube. It didn't happen. Yeah, that was really weird because I felt like that was well. I th- it was definitely the first Nintendo system that didn't have a Mario at the beginning of it. So it was. I mean, we had Luigi's Mansion, which is great, but it was short. You know, we Jeremy and I we played through it like in a couple days. Like when you know we rented it, thankfully, because I would have been a little upset if I paid full price for it just because of the length of it. At, at the time, you know, I didn't have I didn't have money to just be throwing around on short games. I don't think it's bad because of that because the experience is great, but it's also like. You know, hmm. it's like I should have gotten like Smash Brothers mm. or something that has has a lot to do in it, or you know, or one of the other ones like Rogue Squadron or Tony Hawk Three or something like that that was out. Yeah, Luigi. I do remember Luigi's Mansion was kind of like over really fast, but oh, what, what do we called it? Luigi's Crawl Space. Yeah, Luigi's Crawl Space because it's so <laughs> short. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was fun for what it was. But you just very beautiful it. game though. It looked amazing. Even yeah. it still looks great. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to beat Sunshine, and and I still love it. Um, but yeah, and then I played some more Galaxy this week. I'm up to 31, but like Galaxy kind of like I seem ga- I feel like Galaxy is a lot more streamlined in how it works, and it, you have a lot more options on what you can do at any point. Like you just I, I find it a lot less frustrating than 
the previous two. Like you don't ever feel like you're completely like pushed into a corner. I guess you can eventually, but like I don't. I don't think I, but, you. I don't think you are on sixty four though. Sixty four, you have a lot of options, more options than you do on Sunshine. I guess so. I guess I guess I you have to. So I guess you have to know what they are. Yeah, stars. Yeah. Um, but Galaxy is a fantastic game, and it's the only three D Mario I've ever fully completed. Like I've gotten everything in that one. Mm. Um, you know, I unlocked Luigi and shit. So I did that. Yeah, I'm up to 31 stars. I guess that's what I meant about all that. So yeah, Galaxy, 31 stars. Definitely going to play through that one and beat it. So I think that one's going to be a bit more of an easy... If I remember correctly, you can kind of blaze through that game pretty quick. Yeah, you you only need 60. Once you get to 30, or no, I think once you get to like 20, it starts like counting it down on the ground. It'll show you like how many stars you need to get to the Mm. final boss. And and I'm there, and it says like I have 19 left. So if I, I could do... I could, you know, probably get there in a stream or something if I put my mind to it. I don't know. The, but the, for all yeah. for all my complaints about 3D Mario All Stars, I still I'm still having a good time with it. And yeah, John, I, I I totally get it. Like, I think this is part of my excuse for why I haven't played Ring Fit because well, I'd have to switch out the cartridge, and I just like Mario 3D All Stars. So much, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my Ring Fit still has never left the cartridge. Be- has never left the system because I'm like. But I'll play it soon. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, would, I do need to say I, I did not play at all really this week on Ring Fit, so I'm just not doing a good job with this. I, I, I did actually do it after we recorded last week. I did do Ring Fit, and I, I just didn't do any squats. I just did the, um, you know, the challenges where you have to like mm-hmm. squeeze it and hold it. That shit fucking kills you, man. Like if you do those, if you do a bunch mm-hmm. of those, I just did like 20 minutes of those. And they're really hard. Like, towards the end, I was, like, out of breath. There's these, like, uh, mini games that you do. There's ones where you have to squeeze it as quick as you can. But there's ones where you have to, like, hold it. Like, the more Mm -hmm. advanced ones where you have to hold it, like, really, really hurts your arms. Like, I did it When you hold it, it really gives you that much resistance. Yeah, it it has, like, a forward uh, feedback to it, you know? It's a real... Mm -hmm. It's a real thing, like those those uh the the Ring Fit Adventure, whatever this this thing. The band, yeah. The band was was already it already existed. Like they use it in Pilates and stuff like that. Like it's a real exercise thing. They just stuck a Wiimote on it or, or stuck a Joy-Con on it. I do have a funny story that I wanted to tell you guys because it reminded me of Jeremy. But uh, last last time I was streaming, uh, when I, whenever I streamed Mario sixty four last on Twitch. Uh, my my cat Spooky disconnected me. He turned he like basically shut down my stream like three times while while I was while I was playing this just from leaning just from laying on the computer. That's what he did. He laid on the computer like three times and and screwed up my stream multiple times. So wow. I thought of Jeremy and his cats and how he, they unplugged the cords and all that. It was, oh, they're great at that. It was incredibly annoying, and it was no, it was just the just. Sometimes Spooky f- thinks that he wants to sleep on the keyboard of the computer. Maybe it's because of it's warm. I don't know, but he kept doing it, and every time he did it, he would stop the stream. So I would just stop, just, and then I have to move him, and eventually I like close the computer like halfway so it wouldn't go to sleep mode, but he couldn't get on it, and then I was able to stream fine after that. But yeah, he he disconnected me multiple times on that game. And it was like, it was hilarious. And this, it reminded me of all the, well, all the fun we get to do with dealing with cats and podcasting and all that. We can make a super cut of all the times cats fuck up the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But but tell me about Hades if you haven't talked about. Well, that. I will. Uh, I did want to mention my Animal Crossing. Like, there's not a whole lot to it, but uh, I threw on Animal Crossing for a little bit today earlier, and I was just like, "What's it going to be like?" Like, I was actually kind of nerd. I've been, I've thought about playing Animal Crossing a few times over the past week, and and just like the thought of like what I'm going to face when I get into it has kind of been overwhelming. To where I haven't done it, you know, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, how many roaches and um. Uh, weeds and stuff are there going to be but i threw it on and it cracked me up and i think you might have described it early on trey when you did like some time travel stuff back in the day uh, yeah the first thing that happens is like you walk out of your house and like you've got really long shaggy hair and, mm-hmm. and uh i'm like wait what the hell i don't remember like putting this wig on what did i like i i was actually like really like confused for a second because i was like did i play this game and don't remember playing it and i changed my outfit like it really threw me off, but uh, your character comes out. He's got like really long hair, looks like really disheveled, and then just kind of like does like a cartoony like shake thing and shakes it off and then looks normal again. But yeah, I went into my house. There were some roaches. I had to kill some roaches and uh, hence the nickname. But um, yeah, like I went around town and cleaned out all the weeds. It probably took me about 20 minutes to get rid of all the weeds, especially with the way I have my island constructed. Like, some of those areas were hard to get to without having to fire up the construction tool. And I was trying to avoid that. So I just ended up like eating fruit and like picking up trees and putting them back and stuff to like clear space for myself to clear out the weeds. So man, it's crazy to think I haven't played that game probably in over a month since moon came out pretty much. I stopped playing animal crossing. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't played it since I, whatever the last update, the swimming update, I played it on that day, and that was the last time. The yeah, long time. I, I still, I, I still play it with Jess, and I was doing, uh, was trying to get uh, fishes and stuff, and still collect like the KK songs. But I haven't played it lately. This is probably the longest that I haven't played it for, just because I was kind of like, I was like, do I really need to turn it on? I'm like, I'm just gonna go do the money and stuff. I'm like, I'd rather play Xenoblade. So I've just been, I've just been doing that. Like, well, I, I have, you know, I went, I went and checked my bank account, and I have over five million bells. So I'm like, maybe I don't need to worry so much about doing the like chores anymore. Like, yeah, you don't. But I don't I, need but to I do the do trees anymore. Because, I don't need to dig yeah. up the fossils. I have all the fossils. So like, I just was trying to tell myself like, let's just relax a little bit. We'll just go in and check out the events. But you can tell that's the thing I did last time too, because I still had like some fireworks in my possession and stuff. So whenever I checked out the end of the the firework update, that would have been the end of August, right? That w- I think that's the last time I played it, just to check out the firework update on the last day I could. And uh, so I had like some sparklers in my hand and stuff, or in my inventory still, that I had to clear out. But yeah, I was very concerned that I did something wrong because it I did the update, but there was nothing new in the shop, even though I received mail saying like, come check out the shop, there's new mm-hmm. items. So I'm like, well, what the hell? So having heard it now that, they're not available yet makes me feel a little better but i did try for the sake of the show i tried to like get on today and i cleaned up all the weeds like i said and planted a new money tree and sort of got back into the 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 swing of things but i didn't play for very long maybe like 15 minutes yeah i i was i found out that it went live last night you know like right after the debate and and just got on there and she's like yeah there's an update but you can't buy anything you can't really do anything yet so you still can't. 
Yeah, so she's been she's been waiting, she's like highly anticipating the update because you know, like Halloween and and October and, and fall and all that is her favorite time. So she's been very very excited about it. Oh, hey, it's my mom's birthday. I need I need to remember that. Little insider info: if you're watching this on Zoom <laughs> on the YouTube <laughs> link, it's my mom's birthday when we recorded this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Animal Crossing is I'll, I'll play it. I want to check out the pumpkin stuff. I want to maybe try to get on on Halloween and stuff, but the game doesn't have the hold on me. It used to. And to be honest, I think that's a good thing. It really was my second life for a while, Uh but yeah, uh, getting to what Trey asked. Yeah. Hades. I've been mostly playing Hades this week and pretty much whenever I have a spare moment to, to game for like at least 30 minutes, I'll throw it on because I've gotten to where my runs average about 30 minutes um, and so I've done 40 runs now. So I've, I have a feeling I've played between at least between 15 and 20 hours. I just can't see for sure what my time is yet, but there is a thing that I unlocked within the game that gives you a breakdown of each run that you've done and tells what boons you used and, uh, like how many chambers you went through and what defeated you and how long it took you and stuff. So I really like that. Actually, that's pretty cool. Like there's just something else to love about this game that it gives you that detailed information. Like you can literally see what your best run was out of all your, you know, like written out in pure stats. Is it, is it true that like nobody will tell you the same thing twice in that game? I haven't had it happen yet where that, I've been told the same thing twice. Yeah. That's what people have said. have talked about like how good, the writing is in it and how the characters will never repeat a sentence. Like it I thought, I thought it thing. happened for a second with the yeah. character, but then I realized that I had ended the game without saving and just saw what they were going to say again. So oh, yeah, I thought I caught that it. Possible. Like, really, really good development. Apparently like it's, there's just a crazy dialogue tree in it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about Hades. Like it's a, I just listened to the uh, acts of the blood guide episode about it. And, yeah, they just like praise it up and down. I'm I'm gonna have to play it sometime before you have to play it. I have to pl- I have to play it before the end of the year because I'd feel like I was missing that I was like doing a disservice to the show if I didn't play it for the you know top games of the year. Because, I feel like I've been dropping this sort of statement a lot because people it's been right loving here in my it. Notes. Yeah, yeah, it's right here in my notes that like I'm gonna say it like I've been saying a lot about a lot of games. Like, holy shit, this is in my game of the year contention. Um. Yeah, people people have already said that. Like you, yeah, people even people who like follow all the systems have already said that it's yeah that it's like one of the best games of the year. So I mean, um, people are really one thing that I love about, about it. it is that it was so overwhelming at first, but it keeps itself it keeps itself very accessible, even though there's just so much to manage as far as the systems work and like you know it's like a lot of MMORPGs and stuff that I've tried to play and even including like Diablo, which isn't technically an MMORPG, but it's got that some of those elements to it. But um, where you've got all these like little symbols all over the place, like these little circular symbols that mean all this different stuff. And, you know, they're like cooling down and powering back up or whatever you want to call it. Like, cause there's reasons to do it. That's cool down really isn't a thing in Hades, but I guess I just brought it up as an example for like how these different icons and stuff will be like, littered all over the, the screen and you're like what does all this mean like I, it's just so much and it, it can be overwhelming 
and in the case of Diablo, like I played Diablo for, I think I clocked like 15 hours in it, um, Diablo three on the switch, but it, I just got overwhelmed with it. Cause after all that time, I still didn't really get the systems. This isn't exactly the same game, but it has elements that are similar to it, especially aesthetically. But I feel like this game is super great. And maybe, you know, we've talked about it before we start recording, but like how Mario one was a great game. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> Edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can say it's a great game. Nobody knows what we're talking about yet. Uh, but yeah, this game is like a, I think this game would be a masterclass in, and uh, easing you into the systems and like teaching you as you go without no tutorials. really holding your hand. Yeah. yeah, there's no tutorials, but it just brings things in so gradually. Well, not really gradually, but I don't know. You play it so much, and through like the dialogue, the new dialogue you get with the different characters that give you your uh, essentially your buffs. It's just a bunch of buffs that you're building on top of each other. Um, they call them boons. Maybe that's the technical name. Boons is a thing that's used a lot in the game. But uh, you're basically like creating a custom character each time you play that's just initially built around what weapon you choose. And the strategies are different for each weapon type. And then each weapon like has this whole crazy tree of different things that you can build off of it because you're confronting each of the gods of Olympus and they're giving you their blessings, but then some of their blessings will be combined. So if like I talk to Athena first and then later on, I talk to Poseidon, Poseidon might give me some sort of uh, boon that affects the one I already have from Athena and makes it better in some way. So there's just, I don't know how many different combinations there are. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be millions of combinations of what your character could be at the end of each run. So like, and you said you listened to that, podcast trace you yeah they said have an idea where it's like some runs you'll just get these crazy awesome boons that'll be like you're able to knock people into the lava and they're just like burning up and dying and like you're just flying through it and you're like this is going to be the time i'm going to win i haven't won yet spoilers yeah i haven't won yet but i made it to theseus i believe it's theseus and the minotaur i fought the minotaur by himself once in elysium he kicked my ass and then the next time i came back it wasn't just him. It was also Theseus and I have to fight them at the same time. And I got really, really close to beating them one time and I actually have it on video. Um, but I've been recording my runs because I hope to, to whenever I finally do get out of Hades, I want to have it recorded and I want to have that run. I'm going to post it on our YouTube for sure. When I do that, but I sent, I sent you an email through Twitch just to see if it would work. Did you try that? Uh-uh. Where it's, it, it like, it basically was supposed to allow you access to the, to the Twitch stream, so you could stream through your own account. I don't oh, know. See, no, I didn't see, know if, see if you can find it. I, I tried to send you something through Twitch, but but yeah, that's probably won't. I be, would do that though. Yeah, I mean, I'm thoroughly should stream obsessed it. with this game right stream now. And... Stream games that you're good at. That's what I've learned. Those, yeah, those are way more fun than, than just streaming whatever's new. I don't know. I mean, stream whatever you like, but it's more I don't fun know. I wouldn't say you know something it. about. Because I'm seeing yeah. <clears throat> people post things like, I got through it on my 12th attempt. I've got through it on my, uh, you know, 20-something attempt. Like, I just finished my 40th one before we started recording. And, like, I don't feel like I'm anywhere close. But the good thing about this game, and I mentioned it last week, is that you do get to take something with you, depending on how you 
you just learn what all the little symbols mean because each of the gods has a symbol and it, and it makes sense after a while like the arrow is athena cause she's the goddess of the hunt you know mm-hmm. uh, the, the lightning bolt zeus uh hermes is like a set of wings like you learn like what all the little symbols mean after a while and like and you kind of like base like your runs on that but you have to play it long enough to really get used to the iconography um but i thought for sure that i would give up on this game and maybe i still will but i've made it pretty far and, and from what i read like elysium's the last area you're in and then you go on to like the final boss area so i actually think i'm gonna beat this game here in the next week or two to jinx yourself like i did with xenoblade <laughs> I mean, if I do, that's okay, because I'm not in a huge hurry to beat it either. And that's the thing. This game is very, the the, the loop of this game is so rewarding that yeah. I just want to keep dying. Like, Because every time I die, I get all these new dialogues. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point where I'm like relaying messages from characters from one part of Hades to another, because I'm seeing them and they're like, well, this person said, if I see you again, to say this to you. And like, yeah. <laughs> getting all this really cool, like, uh, he, like, I don't know, there's just, there's a there's a story to this and it's really great and as far as I can tell it's super faithful to you know the canon of Greek mythology and uh and so like the character you are Zagreus is actually the only son of Hades in the classic myth so um he he has every right to be as pissed off as he is the more you learn about him and the more you learn about his story and mm-hmm. You're learning a lot about it through the uh, the other gods of Olympus because they all hate Hades. Because Hades is like a loner that's down in hell by himself, um, and he's like a workaholic, so he just works constantly. He doesn't like more. He doesn't like metal with like mortals like the rest of the gods do. He's like just down in hell doing his job, you know. <laughs> so he, he doesn't meddle with mortals. Exactly. All the other gods were like total trolls, like, and that's like all the good. Greek myths are about the gods coming in and just being like complete idiots, like fucking with like mortal life just because they were bored or whatever. Yeah. Being a uh, hot messes or beautiful disasters. Yeah. Or being or like, oh, else. you're hot. I'm going to turn into a cow and seduce you. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Which is what Zeus did with uh, Hercules's mom. She had a thing for cows. Yeah. You turn into a cow, like a white cow, and she saw him on a beach and went up to pet him, and then he turned into Zeus and seduced her. Or Z- Zeus Dooster, if you will. Zeus Dooster. Uh, <laughs> but it's a great game. I mean, I don't know. I could talk about it forever. I did want to mention, uh, I said uh, uh, Boldy is a boy's best friend. I said that because you can actually, one of your, because re- this has relationships in it, a little bit like Stardew Valley, where you like build hearts with each of the characters, including all the gods, and including, you know, Hades and... Every every NPC in this game you can like build a relationship with through giving them nectar as a gift, and uh, you also just talk to them, and that also builds your relationship. But that's how you get all this dialogue. So one of the people you run into in the underworld is Sisyphus. You know the guy who's got to push the bear, the boulder up the mm-hmm. hill for the rest of yeah. eternity. And he was like a king that somehow, and I don't know exact the exact story, but he somehow like tricked Zeus and or tricked Hades into like being able to leave the underworld once he was there. And so once he died again, Hades really hates him. So he has him pushing the boulder constantly. That's what I remember of the story. I might be wrong. Sorry, listeners. If my Greek mythology is 
false here, but yeah. So Sisyphus is like, it's just him and the boulder in the afterlife. He doesn't have anyone else. So every time he sees you as a character, he's like super happy to see you. You talk to him. I've been giving him lots of nectar because he gives me uh, the, the uh, purple jewels that I use to upgrade my character. You take the purple jewels with you after you die. So they're one of the best things to collect. I don't know exactly what they're called. They're like called like hell mm-hmm. fragments or something. But um, eventually, once you build your relationship w- up with him for a while, you realize that the boulder is like his uh, Wilson from like Castaway. Yeah. So Boldy is the boulder himself. And I actually have become friends with Boldy because Sisyphus <laughs> confided to me that he talks to Boldy when he's like feeling upset. And I was like, well, can I talk to Boldy too? Like almost like I was humoring him. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. Go up and talk to Boldy. And I walked up to him and like, I talked to Boldy and then I gave Boldy a piece of nectar or, you know, a bottle of nectar and my friendship with Boldy evolved. So Mm. I'm officially friends with a rock in a game. (laughs) That rocks that you have a rock friend. Me and Sisyphus is Boulder. Sounds like a solid friendship. Are so tight. (laughs) Maybe you can push him up a hill someday. We'll keep running up that hill. Yeah, but, keep running up that hill together. <laughs> but I don't know if we'll Netflix and chill because he's stuck in hell, and I don't. Know, there's not a very good internet signal. But uh, that's pretty much it for the week. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Hades, and I mean, I would say that was my pick of the week, but I said that last week, so it can still be the pick of the week. <laughs> Get Hades. I mean, shoot, if you're one of the uh, people that ends up winning the card this week. Consider Hades. Hades. I will say, yeah. For for the price, I've already. I think I've already got my value out of it in less than a week. Yeah, I'll definitely play it at some point. I'm I'm not just because of uh, how the world sucks and work sucks. I don't really have the money to throw at another game right now. So, uh, so I'm I'm waiting on that one. But I will play it at some point. You meet like one last thing. Like you meet one of the muses at one point, and it's like the muse of a. Gosh, why am I forgetting his name now? I don't know. He's a court musician for Hades, and I feel terrible that I'm remembering his name now. But yeah, you end up saving the uh, this like f- famous musician in Greek mythology, and he was inspired by this um, this muse. And you meet her, and that's one of the people that I'm like relaying messages back and forth. Like they're like they're like these two people that broke up pretty much and they like still love each other, but they're like super bitter with each other. And he's like, well, if you see him, tell him that I'm just doing just great. And like, he'll be like, Oh, well, tell if you him see her, make him. sure you tell her that I don't love her at all anymore. Like that kind of thing. So it's kind of fun, like being part of that too. And I think that, uh, one of the, one of the gods might have a crush on me. I think that, uh, why did I already forget her name? The goddess of the hunt. Uh, Athena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Athena might have a crush on me because she like started talking to me once, and then someone interrupted her, and she got shy with me. And they were like, "Well, do you have a crush on Zagreus or something?" So, I think there might actually be like I might be able to date someone in this game. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so this game's crazy. I don't know. I love it. It's great. You should play it. I was gonna say, isn't Athena like the the god of sex or no? Which ones? Oh, oh, no, Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. I'm talking about Artemis, not Athena. Athena's the god. Yeah, Athena's a... Love, I believe. No, that's Aphrodite. Wisdom. Oh, yeah, Aphrodite is sex. 
Wisdom Olive's weaving and battle strategy. Yeah, yeah. She's wisdom, <laughs> and then her brother Ares is the god of war. Mm. They were like they were born at the same time. They're twins. Ares. I just know, like, uh, <laughs> it was that uh, Kratos would yell that a lot in uh, mm-hmm. God of War. So I played, I played some of those games. Yeah, no, gr- Greek mythology is fun. I used to be really into it when I was a kid. So this game yeah. has actually got me considering, and I have the book. I've saved it on eBay and stuff. There's this book I read when I was a, a kid. It's called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's Dollar's Book of Greek Myths. It's like D apostrophe A-U-L. I don't know, but it's like at the time, at least it was one of the most comprehensive like picture slash storybooks that had a really good, like super accurate historically at least of how the myths worked and stuff and kind of pulled you in like chronologically to how they all like work together. So I'm thinking about buying that book. Like I used to check it out from the library all the time when I was a kid and like, I just like was obsessed with Greek mythology. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I I don't recognize it, but I did have a, I did have a book of Greek myths also that I read when I was a kid and I was scared of, uh, of what's her face. Um, Medusa. When we got to that, oh, yeah, I remember getting freaked out by it. Dusa in this game, which I'm not super, I'm not going to be super surprised if I find out she is Medusa's head. But she, she, she's very coy about what her origins are and why she's in the house. Just mm-hmm. like as the maid, she's just like the cleaner of the house. Um, she's just floating gorgon head, and like I meet her, and I was like, I killed some gorgons in the underworld, like. Is that cool with you? She's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like they're not even related to me. So mm-hmm. there's a whole mystery around her, and then there's also a whole mystery. Like I don't know. I don't want to get into it. That's enough about Hades. There's so <laughs> I just just keep talking. You obviously like it, yeah. I, I can tell because because how I close do you think it'll be to your number one? I don't know because there's a lot of factors to consider, and it's been such a weird year that games that i played early in the earlier in the year have a different meaning to me than games i'm playing now this is gonna be tough yeah i mean are you still gonna do you think we'll all still have have the same number one for the year or is that going to be different i think we probably will this year but yeah i don't know i could be wrong yeah that's what i I think i would still put that one at the top that i said was at the top before but i really like uh I really like Xenoblade a lot, even though I know it's a remake of an old game, but it's a really good old game. It's definitely up there. I've been, you know, whenever I see a random post on any sort of Switch group that I'm in of people asking for RPGs, Xenoblade Chronicles is one that I recommend to everyone with Ease 8 and Dragon Quest Eleven now. So they're like my three favorite RPGs for the system. So they're definitely, Xeno is definitely recommend worthy. I recommend it to anybody to play it. Well, I mean, I'm about ready to play another RPG myself, so maybe I'll check out Xeno. But I'm also might uh, load up X. Yeah, it's, it's better. What's going on there? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot better than X. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It's a lot. I think you'd like it because it's X, but it has a really gripping story and characters and stuff. And X doesn't really have a story very much, but this one has. It's super cinematic. There's incredibly long cutscenes, but not Metal Gear Solid long cutscenes. But they're mm-hmm are a lot of cutscenes in it, but I like that. You know, that's what I like about RPGs is like a good story. And I think the story's great and, and Xenoblade. So, yeah. Well, I watched a pretty good movie this week. Um, and actually I would put it 
up among the top video game movies I've ever seen. Console Wars, the documentary that was on the CBS All Access. Yeah, that's on CBS All Access. I'm planning on getting CBS All Access on the 15th of October because that's when the third season of Star Trek Discovery starts. So that's my plan is to get it when that happens. So I will watch. We'll be able to discuss the movie with you. I will watch it. Yeah. um, Yeah. Um, having having read the book, I was amazed. Uh, first and foremost, the book the book is five hundred and fifty pages. It's a hefty book. Mm-hmm. The movie is ninety one minutes, and they managed to squeeze a lot of the book into the movie. Yeah, is it? I mean, what is there a lot of differences, or does it really feel like it covers the same thing of the books? It's it mostly feels, about. It feels a lot like the movie, and that's. Yeah. I think that's because um, the author of the book is the co director of the movie, mm. and. The movie follows the same sort of, um, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, plot line. It was a documentary, mm-hmm. uh, as, as the book does, which is essentially it starts with Tom Kalinske on a beach on vacation with his family in 1989 or 90. And um, a, a Sega executive tracks him down on the beach while he's on vacation and says, I want you to come join Sega because Tom Kalinske is mm-hmm. like a hot shot at Mattel at the time. He like re- he relaunched Barbie. Like when Barbie got really big in the eighties, that was because of him and his team and his ideas. Mm. Um, so starts essentially there and, and follows the exact patterns of, of the book, which like in the book, um, Nintendo is the big bad at the very beginning. And then, about maybe halfway in or so you end up tracking back to go like to the origins of Nintendo. And now you get more of a um, emotional resonance with Nintendo and the Nintendo team. Mm -hmm. So they're not just the big bads anymore. Now they have their own motivations and reasonings for doing what they do and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, it, it was, it was great. I saw a lot of familiar faces and even people that I've, I've never heard of before. Um, and I think I know a lot about Nintendo, right? And so they had a, angles that were unique and some stories that weren't in the book because obviously people are sitting there on camera being interviewed and saying whatever comes off the top of their head. It's going to be different from when they were interviewed for the book mm-hmm. you know, several years ago, right? I can't recommend it enough, especially you know anybody who's listening to this show is going to enjoy it. I'll say that it's a free preview on CBS. I feel like a CBS pitch man because I've said it a couple <laughs> times. But sign up for the, the way to, CBS I mean, All Access. That, I mean, that's where the that's only, for the free preview. That's the only place to get it. So I mean, that's such right. a weird thing to be an exclusive to CBS All Access. But CBS All Access is a weird place. Like it's basically. I mean, I've only I've just been getting it to watch Star Trek and then immediately canceling it after Star right. Trek's over. You know, I noticed there's not a lot doing. on there. Yeah, um, I mean, it's mostly TV stuff. As yep. far as the movies, like I went to search. You know, you can filter search A, th- a through Z for movies or look by genre and whatever. Yeah, I went A through Z because you could easily just look at all the movies that were on there. Because there's not you much. Know, yeah, <laughs> that's not much. I think it was maybe like maybe a hundred movies. Huh. And console wars. It, it was a really, really good movie. In fact, I would watch that again. Is it? I would consider like when when we are about to talk about it when you see the, the show and we've talked about also doing a the next pack about it possibly. Yeah, I, th- I think that. Um, I mean, I would watch it again. 
Yeah, we were thinking about possibly doing a, a bonus episode next month about that that because we don't really do a whole lot about movies aside from we did Wizard. we did Sonic the Hedgehog and we did Sonic the Hedgehog right. and and the Wizard and you know you know there are still bus stops that Detective have Pikachu th- th- yeah right there there are still bus stops that have the poster for Sonic the Hedgehog in Chicago and I'm like yeah because it was one of happened? the last movies before all this shit happened <laughs> yeah before the before like the health crisis and all that yeah just yeah, pointed that out while we probably were not a big market for outdoor advertising or at least as big as yeah there was she pointed you know? that out while we were dri- driving around she's like oh look the Sonic the Hedgehog is still up and I'm like oh my god yeah. gotta go fast yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's not not leaving the bus stop fast enough yeah no I I definitely now. Let me ask you this: Like, I haven't read the book. Is the movie like kind of like a companion to the book, or is it a good thing to watch the movie without reading the book? Like, you'll still understand everything. Like, you'll still it, understand everything. Yeah. Did, did it pose um, as like a sequel, kind of, because they're interviewing everybody now, and the book was written a lot longer ago? I wouldn't say so much as a sequel. I will say that each one stands on its own. Each one is great on its own. Mm-hmm. But if you read the book and watch the movie, yeah. you'll get the fuller picture. Like, they'll, they'll complement each other. Sure, yeah. But you can watch the movie without knowing anything about the book, yeah. and it won't be... Absolutely. You won't yeah, miss, you won't they miss do parts. a fantastic job yeah. of telling you the backstory and telling you everything you need to know. And I would say it's even entertaining for people who are not interested in video games. I said the same about the book. It's really like a... It's a business story. It's like a, it's like a fascinating business story that happens to be about video games and happens to have a lot of interesting information for people who like video games. Yeah. It's like King of Kong, right? I thought King of Kong would work for anybody, even if they didn't like video games. Like it's because it's about like competition and like, you know, like the, you know, the human spirit and all that stuff. Like I feel like people still watch that, whether they care about Donkey Kong or not. In that same way. Yeah. This is also about, you know, the human spirit and the, competition and it's it's fascinating too for anybody i think who is interested in advertising you could look at it from that angle as well this was a point raised in um some article that i read i forget which which site it was but it's not so much a video game story as a story of advertisers doing what they do and in that way winning the battle of the playground like they talk to the guys who were behind the the sega welcome to the next level marketing campaign Mm -hmm. And how they came up with that, and, and how you know blast processing features heavily <laughs> yeah. in both the book and the documentary. Sure, yeah, that was their thing. Blast processing, right? They, they don't talk much to. The, I say maybe that's the one fault is they don't talk much to the people who actually created the games. Like, like there's no, to my recollection, I don't think there's like an interview with with any game designers. It's really just the people who were the stateside pitchmen that they're talking to. And maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's worse for that. Maybe it's actually for the better because it's more focused on on uh, how they how they delivered the message. In any case, it's a great movie and it's free to watch. So everybody watch it. Yeah, I mean, it, I'll watch it in a couple of weeks. Like it'll be, I'll be on that in a couple of weeks. So definitely do that. And the other thing that I have, um, I was at the grocery store today and I saw a whole wall of lunchables all of them had nintendo characters on them mm. nintendo's doing some promotion with lunchables so i bought one i got it here <laughs> is it has it been refrigerated recently it was in the refrigerator yes okay good and there's a contest 
I have a one in seven hundred fifty chance of winning a Nintendo Switch prize pack. I thought maybe we we could do Go an unboxing it. of the Lunchables right now to see if I won. Sure, the Switch why not? Prize pack. Sure, we'll give it a try. And then you, you can, can consider uh, this. Give the ham away as a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our third drawing from the right. <laughs> from the question. Third place, it gets ham. Yep. <laughs> we, we, will, we will send you. It, it may not be good. Probably don't eat it because it's been in the mail for however long. Not properly refrigerated. We've been making our own lunchables for for the drive. Jess and I have. So I've been eating. Kind of like bento. Yeah. There's the lunchables there. Ham crackers. Reese's Cups. Free Sun. And I don't know where it says whether I won the prize or not. Yeah, is it on the inside? No. You have to, you have to eat and see if it's in the food. It's, it's oh, maybe. In them. It's printed on the ham. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle, so don't bite like too hard. Otherwise, you won't know whether you won or not. Well, we can we can always take. I mean, we we're about to take a break now, so we could always take a break. And when we come back from the break, you could tell us whether you won or not. So, so yeah. uh, have some suspense. Let's find out whether you for, won ham. Some suspense. Some suspense for like three minutes. So All there right. you go. But yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we will tell you about John's ham and whether he won or not. Not <laughs> <laughs> about John Ham. About John's ham. John's we ham, are yes. able to do that. Yes. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
All right, so we're back. And did John win? I don't know. So I had a code on the inside of the box. <laughs> I had to log in on the website. And now on the website, there's this scratch-off game. So we're about to find out if I won. Oh, oh uh, touch, uh, touch phone scratch-off. Sexy. That's right. So I have to reveal three matching Mario Kart power-ups to see if I'm a winner. All right, let's go. We have a mushroom. Oh, no. Only one cherry. <laughs> we have a star and a Koopa. I did not win. Oh, but no. they've still got something for me. Let's see what it is. I'm hitting continue. And I got 100 My Nintendo Platinum points. Hell yeah. Oh, platinum points. Not Buy gold. a theme for your phone. <laughs> not, go- oh, yeah. not, not, golden pla- not gold points. You can... Uh, nope. Maybe get some uh, get get some Xenoblade Chronicles stickers. That's what I got, which I never got them. But right. but yeah, it's like well, I mean, it was at least it was a physical thing you could finally get. So or some, oh well, uh, what uh, Splatoon two postcards? <laughs> the other one it was on there, but whatever. Yes, this is our mail episode. We we are now to the mail part. Uh, in in between in our break here, I I, I cut up all the names. All of the names, all 12 of the names are in the special Mario hat, which uh, you can only see this on the video Patreon, but it's uh, it's in the Nintendo hat. This is the one that I got from Nintendo Club. It has actually has homemade eyes that just made for it for uh, my Mario Odyssey costume. So, but yeah, all of our names are right here. All 12 of them are in the hat. So we're basically going to go through, we're going to go through all of the questions and then pick two names. First one will be the $10 and second will be the 20, or it could be the first the 20 and the seconds, the 10. However, you guys decide, think we should do it better. That's fine. Some of these questions are multiple questions, but of course they don't get I say better. start with 10, then do 20. Start 10 and then do 20. Okay. Big prize last. Yep. Okay. Some of these have more than one question. Uh, they only have one entry, of course, but anybody who wrote in, I, added whatever they had. So we actually had a pretty good turnout. So thank you everybody who responded to us. And a lot of the people who wrote in were people who have actually sent us email or sent us mail before. And I apologize that I have not read, had not been able to read some of your stuff because of like time constraints of the episode, but we're going to, I'm open to be doing that. Do it, be better about that. I want to try to read everything that you guys say about the show and all that every episode. So we try to remember that after that, maybe have us like a regular thing. So keep writing us is what I'm saying. Please do. So yeah, let's get started here. We got quite a few of these. All right. Number one from uh, John Wedgworth. What is your least popular slash most fringe opinion position in the world of video games at large? This is a hard one for me because, it, you know, it's basically like what's your biggest hot take, I guess. I don't know if my takes are all that hot. So I'm trying to be like, I'm like, what, are, what, what do I have that's like least popular and i have i have a couple like my number one go-to is that dragon quest games are better than final fantasy games but i think that's actually just a true statement not really a a hot take statement but uh that's one that i normally say about a say to people i mean there's definitely more more better dragon quest games than there are better final fantasy games but uh, another one that i could say i guess in the in the in the trend of the the news is that is that i'm not really uh I don't think any of the Elder School games were ever good, or at least the ones that I played weren't good. So, there you go. You Not know. even Skyrim. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> I hate Skyrim. I mean, I never played it, but I saw enough. It, it's the same as it's the same as the other one. It's Oblivion, so it sucks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, 
I guess my my fringiest opinion. I, I guess it's not really that fringy, but I have no interest in either of the new systems as of right now. It seem yeah, that, it's not seem that fringy. fringy because a lot of people you, feel like you that know enough to yeah. know that software is why you buy a new uh-huh. console, not just to have a new console. Well, I also know enough to know that my PlayStation Four has been collecting dust for a long time, so I don't really mm-hmm. need another one to collect dust. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. I already have a I have a Blu-ray player. That's my PlayStation 4. I don't need another one. What do you have? What do you guys have? Well, mine's not super fringe either, and it's kind of in line with what you were saying, but I mean, I'll just say it. I believe it. The only good Final Fantasy game after 6 was 9. Ooh, that's bold. Even not even 7? I thought you were I don't a, like it. I thought you were a 7 stand. I mean, I don't like 7. I don't like, I don't like 7 either. But I like I like 8. I don't know. You know, I've never I've never finished eight or nine, so I guess I can't really talk. But I think that maybe they're good yeah. games, like in general. Like it's hard to say, but like maybe they're good games in the sense that, like, if they existed outside of the Final Fantasy universe, like you know, if like Final Fantasy Eight was called like Spell Draw in High School or something, I don't know. <laughs> you would like it better. <laughs> like maybe that would be a cool game to be like, oh yeah, Spell Draw in High School. I love that game. You're in high school, you draw spells. It's great. I mean, but Final Fantasy is that would be. But a, it's you, Final Fantasy, and it's I don't know. It didn't feel right, and so. Well, I think that was the that was the beginning of that though, because out, Final Fantasy has been doing that for years now. Have you seen the trailer for Final Fantasy sixteen? It looks like fucking uh, Devil May Cry. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like Final Fantasy at all. It looks like Bayonetta. It looks like Bayonetta four. <laughs> so it's like. It's all of a sudden Final Fantasy is an action game. I, mean, I think been, six yeah. was for me was the apex of that formula that they built for the you know the JRPG standard, which I know that a lot of Dragon Quest games now. In retrospect, I know that a lot of the Dragon Quest games are even more true to that, and I like I love them for that. I don't just like them. I That's why them. I said they're better. They're better. Dra- more more good Dragon Quest games than Final Fantasy games. Yeah. So after six, um, I just I've tried playing them all. Literally all of it. Aside from the online ones, of course. Yeah. I haven't played much of a... Uh, well, I've played zero of... Uh, 14. 14 or... 11. 11. Yeah. I haven't played either. Neither, neither have I. I haven't played either. I'm not an MMO person, though, so... But once again, that's yeah. just like, why is that included in the Pantheon? Why is that part of the sequential number of Final Fantasies? Like, it's just Square's big release, you know, is really what it is. So, I uh, I gotta say, as far as the Final Fantasy series goes... I thought it was done once seven and eight didn't click with me. I thought I was done with final fantasy. And then I heard good things about nine, but I didn't come back around to play it until nearly 10 years after it came out. Mm-hmm. And when I did, you know, it just happened to be at the right place and time where I had, I had the time to play it. I didn't have anything else going on. I had a lot of idle time and I was just sitting playing it for hours a day. And I was like, this is great. This is awesome. This is like throwing me back to six and like, Similar, sort of like uh, almost like uh, the Magisite. It's a little bit like the Magisite. Do you have a? This is completely off the off. The, you you have HBO Max still, right, Jeremy? I do. Have you been watching Lovecraft Country? Country? No, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, it, I don't know why, but Lovecraft Lovecraft Country number one is fucking amazing. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. But it also reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy VI. Because, like, everyone is a main character. Like, everybody has their mm-hmm. own, like, story going on, and I feel like they do it really, really well. And especially in the last episode, 
it reminded me of Final Fantasy VI, so maybe you'd like it. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to compare it to. Plus, it's like fucking balls out crazy and all over the place with the story, but I love it. But I think the weirdest yeah. part of all about yeah about my opinion of Final Fantasy is like Final Fantasy VI is where I like was like, holy shit, I love RPGs. Like I'd played other ones, mm-hmm. but you know we call it was called Final Fantasy III at the time, yeah. but. It's like holy crap! I, I not only do I love these, I understand them, and like I'm into this. And it's just so weird that when I look that far back, n- except for nine, nothing's really made me feel that way in the Final Fantasy series. Mm. Like this is the RPG I want to play. Yeah, so, yeah I, that's that, my opinion. That's kind of another fringe opinion that I would have for Final Fantasy. Is I tell people that four, five, and six are the only ones worth playing, and some people get mad about that because some people, I haven't played five because some people don't like four, but Whatever. I think four is good. Oh, five, four is fantastic. Yeah. And, and five is good too. Five is really good. That's still one I want to play through because I have it on Game Boy Advance, which is the best version, you know, that's translated. So there you go. So, My yeah. fridge opinion is um, I'll say it. I love FMV games. There's something about them. I think um, maybe it's the nostalgia factor. Maybe it's I remember being however old it was at the time those came out 11, 12. And thinking, you know, buying into the, the the marketing hype that oh, this is like the next evolution of video games. Well, it's live action on screen, and oh, that's so cool, right? Part of me still feels like I guess that twelve year old when I, when I see a FMV game, like I can't believe that's a video game. Look, it's real people. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited to play anytime I see uh, one of those games, especially the new bunch, like. The late shift that was great. You know, I I got that a couple months ago. Yeah, the, um, new, the new ones are really good. I mean, well, they're interactive yeah. movies. So yeah, but you're saying right, like, and, I guess the fringy part would be like Night Trap, saying like Night Trap is yeah. a good game, or Double Switch, and the weirder ones yeah. like that. The weird ones, yeah. Like, I just love that novelty factor of of those. Um, even even like like Double Switch. Okay, it's terrible, right? It it even lacks the sort of um, a, a, any sort of any sort of value that that Night Trap had. Like it's just a a bad game altogether. But I still got a good like I don't know hour and a half out of it, messing around with it and seeing how bad it was. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Hmm. So yeah, that's one of mine. Do you have another one, or do you want to move on? I know that's it. That's cool. All right. Well, all right, so our second question here is uh, from Philip Moss, and Philip says, what's your favorite 3D Mario game, and what's your most memorable level within that game? This one's kind of a hard one for me, because, you know, it's for me, it's pretty much back and forth, I guess, between Galaxy 2 and Super Mario 64, but I, I think I have to pick Super Mario 64 just because I still enjoy playing it so much, no matter where I'm at in life I'd still like it because probably mostly because of muscle memory and stuff like that. But I still think mm-hmm. I still think the stars are like the most creative in that game than they are I know there's some weird ones in Sunshine, but I just liked the way they are in that one. And they're still fun to play. And I don't know why this is like my most memorable level. It may not be necessarily the best level, but I played uh, played it a lot when I was a kid and that's wet dry world. Like I really like that level. Like how you can jump into the painting and like depending on the height of how much you jump into the painting is the level of the water. And I really love the fucking hidden city under there. Like I loved going to that place. I would oh, go yeah, there all cool. the time. So that's probably my most memorable one from that game. 
And yeah, even playing the new 3D All-Stars, I think I have to, I think I still have to say Super Mario 64 is my favorite, just because it's great. It's still fun. It's still fun to me. I think for you, that was your introduction into like the Mario universe, right? It it was it, well yeah it was I mean I played Mario one I played Mario three I just thought they were really hard so I didn't like them that much when I was a kid and I played Super Mario World you know later after and I really really liked that game but I didn't get it I remember going out of my way to get a Super Nintendo without a, without Mario with it because it was cheaper and I didn't really care about Mario at the time I wanted Mortal Kombat that's what I wanted <laughs> you know I wanted Mortal Kombat one that was the one the, the thing that I wanted more than anything else so you know it was a weird time but uh. I was also like 12, so, you know, we all thought weird things there. But, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it was also, it was my entrance into the Mario world, I guess. You know, I, I played through Super Mario RPG before that, and I liked that game. But um, it was also, the main thing, it was my introduction into, like, a proper 3D game. Like, a proper 3D game that worked right. really well. And I had played, like, Doom and stuff like that, but Mario 64 was a much different game than, like, Doom and, and Wolfenstein and stuff like that. So it really blew me away. I like the original, I think the original Galaxy is my favorite. So the one that's on this collection, um, I know Galaxy 2 is regarded by a lot of people to be better, and it might be. I'm not going to say it's not, but Galaxy is the only one I've beaten all the way through. It's the only one where I've gotten everything in it, um, with the exception of I didn't go through it again with Luigi. So I guess I didn't technically get everything, but I got to the point where I got you know everything with Mario and um, was very obsessive about it to the point where I did all of the, the stuff you had to do, including the... The Daredevil, that very, that very yeah. last Daredevil level with the, uh, you know, the very last level I beat was the one where it was like a whole level of disappearing tiles and you uh-huh. had to get all the red coins or whatever it was. And I just remember that being like this crazy, was it blue coins or red coins? I can't remember, but um, I just remember it being this thing that was just like absolutely infuriating. I was screaming, I, I was cussing, I was yelling at the TV, I was acting like, you know, the world was out to get me because I couldn't beat this level. Like it would just, I was taking it so personally because it was the last thing I needed to do to beat the game. So I just like galaxy for me was like, I don't know because like I've mentioned earlier on the show, like 64, I didn't ever really beat beat. Like I, I did beat it, but I I just wasn't super interested in going back to it and trying to complete it. And then similar with sunshine, like sunshine was wonderful in the time it came out and uh, it definitely occupied an, you know, a space in my life. Yeah, but, but time we, where I really needed a game. Yeah. Galaxy, Galaxy was like a great Mario game. It's just a great game. Well, I mean, I remember you, you and I, Jeremy, playing uh, Super Mario Sunshine together, and we still like knew that it was kind of a little jank. Like oh, I, yeah. I remember, like yelling, you yelling at the TV, saying like "you dumb plumber" and all that, like to uh-huh. to Mario, and it was it was because we knew it was kind of jank, but we still liked it because we liked Mario, and this is what we got, you know. So. But I and still, we were playing I, it on I, two different TVs at the same time yeah, with I, two GameCubes. Yeah, we were ahead of the time on that one. Now people seem to do that all the time, the two TVs in the in the living room and all that. I, I felt like it was a little weird then even. So, I mean, it's, yeah. But Galaxy felt like it perfected it, and then two perfected Galaxy. That's how yeah, I feel, but. and so two is probably a better game. You know, I'm not going to argue with that because they literally got to reuse the same assets and just make it better. So... They already knew what would work, and they probably had a ton of ideas. Well, they didn't yeah. use in the first one; they were able to implement in the second one. So, but yeah, I love all the space battles. But I guess I was looking it up, and I really like the Dreadnought Galaxy. That was one of my favorite, and it's it's a hard one. 
but I love those levels where you just got a lot of projectiles being fired at you, and it's like all these little tiny planetoids that you can like spin around. And um, those were my favorite levels in in Galaxy because it really made you feel like you were in almost like a in a space battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was almost like a Star Wars crossover mm. for yeah. Mario. Like it really felt like you were in this space opera like it felt super epic and like the music was you know fully orchestrated for the first time and like it seemed like it was impossible to avoid all the projectiles but really it was actually kind of easy once you understood the uh-huh. the physics of the game but it's just like a it's a thing of beauty watching like you know yourself spinning around and changing like your orientation constantly while these projectiles are flying after you and you're like guiding them to blow other things up and man i love galaxy like the first galaxy is definitely without a doubt my favorite 3d mario game i went with mario Mario galaxy 2 i was going back and forth between that and uh mario 64 of course you know it's it's really really hard to beat that that first impression of mario 64 as trey touched on you know Mm. the first 3d mario 3d game that a lot of us played and i feel like i picked galaxy 2 just because it's it like really crystallized and perfected you know everything that mario 64 started with and the other reason i picked galaxy 2 is because i was we were also asked asked to pick our favorite level and so i was able to do a cop out so yes my cop out is is the throwback galaxy is my favorite galaxy of course, that's the the Thwomp Fortress level, yeah, um, from Mario sixty four. So, best of both worlds. There it, it is. That that really blew my mind when that happened. You know what? I had completely forgotten about it. It's been like, I guess it's been too long since I played Galaxy mm-hmm. two, but I forgot that they do that. They had throwback stuff in there from Mario sixty four, and I always love two thousand ten, right? Two thousand ten. Yep. Yeah, and I, and I and I always love when they do. Um, and I always loved when they do that on Tony Hawk where they'd bring back old levels from over older Tony Hawk games, like into the, mm-hmm. they started doing that with what three, Didn't like three have a level from the first one, or was it four that brought back a level from the first one? But whenever it started, they kept doing levels from like the one after that. So when everyone had a level from one, the next one had a level from two, next one had a level from three and so on and so forth. And they just kept recycling all of them. And I thought that was cool. And plus, it's always nice to see like a game, an older game that you really liked, look nice, <laughs> you know, like look HD ish, yep. you know. So that it was cool to see Super Mario sixty four kind of remastered in another game. So, you know. which they did it also in uh, Odyssey, didn't they? Uh, well, did they? not kind of like you in like it was in the distance. Well, you went because you went back to you know spoilers. You go to the castle, for, yeah. People, yeah, yeah. But you don't do, but you don't really do any of the stars, or no? I guess you kind of do. I don't know. I, I, none of you guys picked Odyssey. Odyssey's kind of like fallen from grace, I guess, in, in my opinion. It's not. I don't like it as much as I used to. I mean, it's a great game. It just it's fine. It's just the moons never meant. They didn't. They don't mean as much as me as much to me as like any of the shines or any of the stars from Galaxy or any of those other games. I feel like I'm not nostalgic about all it. their stuff was also better. Thing, like. It came out recently enough that, and it was also kind of like, even though I played all the way through it and put a bunch of time into it, well, I didn't beat it completely, but it it was in the shadow of Breath of the Wild for sure. Right. Odyssey also felt like the an evolution of Mario sixty four, whereas Galaxy was its own very unique thing. Like it had a very strong hook with with 
being able to run around the planets and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's harder for me to, to even remember Odyssey, even though it was, I just played it three years ago versus Galaxy 2, which I played 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Galaxy 2 is way more distinct. Yeah, and also, and also with Odyssey, it was just like, I just, I, I, I lost interest in it really quickly. I was just kind of like, eh. I beat the game, you know, I beat I beat the hard one, I cheated, but I, I beat the hard one that you guys couldn't beat, and then I was like, eh, I don't need to play anymore. You didn't cheat. I flew over the thing. <laughs> I didn't do any of it, I flew over the damn thing, just because you can, and I cheated, kind of, you know, but, yeah. So, it, it was like, but it was, I didn't feel, like, where it's like Mario 64 and Galaxy and even Sunshine, like, I wa- felt like I wanted to play every star in there, because they were all kind of their own little event, but just having the moons just happen... It just felt like they were, they just kind of made them all like not that important, you know, so they weren't their own thing. You know, there were some bosses that were kind of there, but it was just, that was what it was for me. Like, it's not, you know, nostalgia really doesn't do that much for me. It's just kind of, I don't know if it was better, if it was more, I don't know. I'm really interested to see what their next 3D outing is, but Odyssey, they really should put a little more emphasis on getting the moons and you could just buy them all. We said that last week. It's so dumb. But uh, okay, so our next our next listener actually did did like s- separate questions for all of us. So why don't we do? Why don't we have somebody else other than me read the question that's directed at me and so forth? We'll all have a different person read for each person. So one of you guys, whoever. Wants oh yeah, to read, I can read. I'll it. read your question, Trey. So Trey, this is from uh, David Hutchinson, uh, friend of the show. At this point, he hasn't been on the show yet, but. Uh... He's definitely been a supporter for a while, and uh, he had some questions for each of us. And the question for you, Trey, you can only choose three games to play for eternity. I don't know if this is some sort of afterlife scenario, but yeah, you only have three games. It, it's like the it's like it's like those uh, questions, you know, like Desert Island top three or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured that's or, what or, it was, or there's but. a wizard that's done whatever you know. It's like one of but it's like also just even if you want, just think about you're in purgatory. You have three games. Yeah. What are what they? Games why? are you dying to play? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, so there's there wasn't like extra stipulations on there. Like he didn't say anything about like whether I'll have online or not, like whether I'll have mm-hmm. internet or up. Because obviously, I you know, game to play forever will have to be Animal Crossing, just because Animal Crossing changes every month. So mm-hmm. there's there's enough there's enough in there that you can play it for hours and hours and hours and still not completely bored with it, especially if you only have that game, you know. I think it's so. So I would pick Animal Crossing just because if I have the ability to like, you know, to like change the seasons and all that stuff and somewhat internet, you can kind of talk to people. So I definitely put that on there. It's a hard one. It's like three for eternity. I thought about, I thought about putting like one of the Persona games on there because for an eternity, I'd finally have enough time to play it all the way through. And I really want to, you know, because they're like (laughs) hundred hour games or like the, or like the Yakuza's. But I mean, it should be something, I mean, it should be an RPG that I really enjoy playing and one that's really long and that I want to play through again. I don't know. You don't think you would throw a puzzle game in there that has, like, replayability? or? Yeah, well, I mean, but it's like how long, I want a game that, like, adapts and changes. Okay. You know, if you only have so many games, I mean, it's like you almost want to put, like, Spellbreak on there or something just because you know it's going to change, like, every every few months or something. Even though I don't want, I don't know if I necessarily want, like, a, I don't know. Could I could I take one that's like not doing anything anymore? I, I want I want Splatoon two back when Splatoon two launched, and but but in the stipulation we will still have Splatfest every month. They will yeah. they will not have ended, and they will just continue on forever in eternity. So that's my like competitive game. 
I got I got a I got Animal Crossing, I got Splatoon 2, and I need to have an RPG in there. Damn, that's a hard one. Um RPG maker, infinite RPGs. Yeah, but I want one that's I want one that's like has a good story and like characters and all that. Not that people That's up to you. Not not that people make bad stories, but I mm. want something that like, you know, is fun to play. Not that those games are fun to play. I'm just saying I want one that like resonates with me a lot and that I can play through different ways every time. Ooh, what's that though? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Witcher. Yeah, I mean it's like I, I want to say Xenoblade Chronicles just because I just beat it and I know that there's a lot of shit to do with it. Yeah. But I also want to say Dragon Quest Eleven, so it's like, uh, Eleven would be good, but like, Eleven's really think, good. Like, you would almost want an MMO, MMO because yeah. it's going to be updated also. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know of any MMOs that I like. What Dragon Quest Ten? It's it was never in English. That's true. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, I never play. I never played any of those either. I'm just gonna say. I'm just going to say Dragon Quest XI as my RPG, just because it, the game is like 120 hours, so that's a good amount of time to... And I feel like it's really replayable. It was a lot of fun to play, so there you go. Those are my three games. Splatoon 2, Animal Crossing, and uh, Dragon Quest XI. Yeah. So Jeremy, I'll ask you a question. Uh, Jeremy, if you could design the next Nintendo console, doesn't need to be Switch 2, what would it be like? Yeah, so this was another question from David, and uh, I know you said it doesn't need to be Switch 2, but I'm very, I mean, Switch is my primary console. Um, I have a gaming PC, I have a PS4, I mean, I have other thing, other avenues that I could play current generation games on, and I still just tend to play my Switch all the time. So it's going to be a Switch-like console, but with the recent uh, discontinuation of the 3DS, I'm just thinking, like, what can we do now that the Switch... You know, we've got we've got the Switch Lite. We already know they've already taken that avenue where they it's a fully uh, portable Switch. You can't put it on the TV and stuff. I want the best of both worlds. I want a Switch-like console, but you can use it with a TV as your second screen. So you bring back that Wii U functionality. I want there to be some sort of device, you know, just something you plug into the HDMI port of your TV, like just a little tiny thing. You know, think of the sensor bar of the Wii U. In the Wii, it's just a little thing you plug into one of the HDMI ports, and it communicates with your console, and you've got a two-screen system. That's what I want. I want a very Switch-like console, but it's two screens, so you can bring all the DS, 3DS functionality to it. Wii U, of course, also. And also, I want the the handheld part of it, the, the that to be clamshell. I want it to like fold down. So yeah, be that. Uh, a special case you can buy for it to make it that way, kind of like what Apple did with the iPad, like a smart case, whatever they called it. Even if it was something like that, I'd be cool with that. But I want something to where I don't have to worry about my screen getting scratched and the buttons getting pressed or getting accidentally activated or even just like possibly like making it waterproof and stuff. Like I want a super durable portable element but I want when I like want to play it on the TV that it just casts it to the TV that I don't have to dock it. You can just do it. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. And I could just immediately like walk into my living room while I'm playing it and just be like, boop. And then all of a sudden it's on the TV and I'm playing it. And then if I want to play a DS game or 3DS game or Wii U game, I can, you know, it won't be, there won't be any trouble adapting it in that regard. Cause I'll have two screens. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my ideal portal. 
it's going to be now that we know for sure the 3ds is gone i want the ultimate handheld that also interfaces with the tv that's my ideal console yeah the the only thing that's so it, would it have a second screen like while you without the tv though well, that's what I thought about when yeah. I said that. Because once you make it clamshell, you could put the second screen on it. So I guess yeah. that's okay. But I also wouldn't mind if that was optional. So what if it like, what if the the way it opened up was in such a way that it could be dual screen, but you could also fold the other part behind it? Yeah, that's what I always Just wanted like, for the DS, where you could, because you know how you had the original DS, you could put Game Boy Advance games in there. So mm-hmm. I was like, if you just fold it back. And then you just have a Game Boy, and then you like flip it up. I always thought that'd be a cool thing if they. Yeah, did what if it was like super thin? You know, like we already know that technology is possible because Apple's been doing that with their Airbooks for many years now. What, like a decade now? Like to just make everything super thin. Then potentially you could take that top screen and fold it back behind when you didn't need it. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate to always have the dual screen approach, but I think it'd be nice if it was just an option. Yeah. In a portable sense. And you could just like get rid of it. Uh-huh. I would also love it if those same, you know, that same handheld would just, you could just set it down and plug it in and then play it with the controller. You know, I want, I want the ultimate switch. You want everything. <laughs> you want yes. the, you want the be all that can do all of the options. Yes. And I don't think we're too far from being able to do that. So that's my ultimate. It's, it's everything I love about a handheld, but with all the functionality of the switch. Cool. All right, I will read this one for John then. Um, So, you meet someone who knows absolutely nothing about video games whatsoever. Which game do you pick to try to explain slash sell them on 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 our favorite hobby? I would pick a game that is something like something that that person already enjoys. Like, for example, my 93-year-old grandmother plays... PC solitaire. Yeah. So because she understands, you know, cards and mm-hmm. pocket you know, card jockey. Just, yeah. Pocket <laughs> yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. Get her pocket card jockey. Or like I can remember um, on the Wii one time I brought that home for Christmas and my family played Tiger Woods golf. My dad enjoyed it. My dad doesn't play video games. Yeah. But you just swing the Wii remote and your Tiger Woods hit the golf club. Um, so it would be something like something that they already enjoy. But if, um, if you want to hear like a, just sort of a catch-all game for for anybody who's not that interested in video games or doesn't know about video games. That would be Drawful. Oh yeah, that's yeah. based on my experience. Um, Me too. With my family at Christmas time, um, based on our experience playing it together over Zoom, and it's just mm-hmm. like such a great game that draws, no pun intended, everybody in. Yeah, those, uh, those Jackbox yeah. games are really are real easy sellers. Like. Right. Um, the New Year's Eve, like I spent it with my sister, my sister and like my nieces and their boyfriends. And, and we just played, we just played Jackbox Party Pack four, like for hours. That's like all we did. And yeah. everybody, and my sister doesn't really play games, but she loved that game. And she still oh, yeah. like texts me every once in a while and asks me what that game was. You know, she's like, what's <laughs> that game that we were playing? I was like, oh, it was Jackbox four. You know, I need just, more. I need more. She's hooked. I figured they would have bought it by now, but she she's texted me like th- three or four times about it, like asking like which which game it was. So, so I thought it was cool because so it, it even it, it's, it's even people who aren't playing the game, they're just in the room. They see the activity of everybody playing. And yeah, they, they can, just enjoy, they can it. enjoy it. They can you know do whatever they're doing, but sort of check in and enjoy other people playing the game, uh, watching it on the TV. Yeah, yeah. My parents weren't, weren't, weren't playing, but they liked watching it. So 
No, it's it's a good one. That's a really easy one to bring everyone in, especially where we are right now with like phones and stuff. Because you already have a you already have a controller on your phone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about how many controllers you have. Like everybody has a phone, so everybody has a, already has a controller. That was like what like really impressed me about those games. And I never really played those, aside from occasionally like you don't know Jack in college. But I never really liked them. You know, I didn't like. I don't know. I I, didn't, I was like, oh, it's just another trivia game. It didn't really impress me that much, but. I don't know the fact that it makes everybody's smartphone their controller though. It's, it's huge. Yeah, saying that blew it's me incredible away. Yeah, it's cool. It's like you don't need to learn anything new. You know how to use this this thing. It's this little lump in your pocket you have all the time. So we could all read this one at once, Noah. So the final question from David Hutchinson is as a group, if the world ended tomorrow, what is the end what is the be all end all video game of all time? Must agree collectively. Uh, I mean, I have one that I th- could pitch to us that I think every that I think is my that I think is personal the best game of all time. I mean, how are we going to decide? I don't know. Do you want to say it all at once? All right. All right. One, one two, two, three. three. Uh, Princess Skyrim. Tomato Tomato the Sound of the Kingdom. kingdom. <laughs> 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 wow! I, I, what a coincidence! I, I said a, I said a different thing just because I thought it'd be <laughs> funny. I said Skyrim, which everybody knows is not right. But uh, no, the, the game that I think is the best game of all time is Super Mario Brothers One, and I think, and, and I remember IGN once rated that the number one game of all time, and I was just I totally agree with it. I thought they were going to do something stupid like Metal Gear Solid Two or something like that, but I think Metal I think Super Mario Brothers One is excellent because it's so easy to play. And there's no tutorial, but the tutorial is in the very first level. And we mm-hmm. talked, we talked to, um, to Holmes about that from Circuit Dude. And it's, it's, yeah, it's like teaching you how to game design in that game because yeah. everything that happens to you in like the first few seconds of that level teaches you how to play the game. Like you have to, you have to know that you have to kill the guy because you won't be able to progress if you don't. And then it's like, there's, there's a, there's a pit. You have to jump past that. So it's teaching you how to do it. And it's just, Enjoyable for everyone. Like it's hard to find somebody that just absolutely hates Super Mario Brothers One. I think it's a game that keeps on giving forever. Nintendo sure believes that because they keep selling it and reselling it to us and they do various it's, different ways. So and it works. And like especially in like the game yeah, game and watch and uh whatever else. It was there was even a Super Mario Brothers on like WarioWare Twisted had it on there. You know, it's like Yeah. It's all over the place. It's a game I mean, that I, just keeps I have to agree absolutely. Working. It's the first game I ever beat. It's the first game to make like a lasting impression on me. I remember as a kid, like I saw a lot of arcade games and stuff, but like the first time I saw the Nintendo in action, you know, I was with a cousin or something. I don't even remember when it was, but I was in California and he showed me Mario, the Super Mario Brothers game. And I'm just like, it just keeps going. Like the screen just kept going and there's more level, you know, like to, that blew my little mind. And I mean, that was new at the time. So. And, you know, this was years later. It had been out for years. But mm-hmm. Mario really created, like, a, a persistent world in a sense. I don't know if that's a really good way to put it. But, like... A mushroom kingdom, I would call it. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, you knew it was... You knew what was going to come ahead if you'd played the level before. And you just, like, kept running and then that would show up, you know? I, that was, like, huge at the time. And these were just really big levels for what it was and, and the physics were wonderful like i i complain about mario galaxy now and a big reason why is because mario the very first mario like it was a it was a joy to move around that world so that's one of the few mario games where it's not yeah would you agree john 
Or do you want to push yeah, for the be, Princess Tomato? Yeah. And the, which is a good game. Princess Tomato and, a sal- and Salad Kingdom is a good game, by the way. It's but a great say, game, and I have it on my Wii. I have it on my Wii, too. I got it when the, when the eShop went out. So mm-hmm. I made sure and got that one. Cause, and I, I always thought that would be a fun one to try to play as like a dual stream or something. Maybe we'll do an X-Pack about that game. Specifically yeah. someday. I never, I never played through it, but I just wanted to have it to be able to play it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd go, I'd go with Mario. All right. Cool. All right. So next from uh, Brock, uh, from Brock, Brock. I don't know what your actual last name is, Brock. I'm sorry, because all your different uh, names just have Brock, Brock on it. But uh, yeah, from um, Damage Boost Podcast. What characters would you get tattoos of to yourself a sleeve? What <laughs> what characters did you get tattoos of to your to give yourself a sleeve? This is something that I used to want to do, like back in the day when I thought that I would at some point as an adult would have enough money to get tattoo sleeves. Um, I always wanted to have a sleeve of Nintendo tattoos and a sleeve of comic book character tattoos. Is what I wanted to do, and I wanted to have I wanted to have all the masks from Majora's Mask. I wanted to have the lap the uh, the whole lap of Mute City from F Zero One. I wanted to have like snake, solid snake standing under the tree from the, from the cover of Metal Gear Solid 3. Like I wanted to do all these like stupid things on my arm. I wanted to have the, the Triforce tattooed on the top of my hand. All this stuff, but it's, we talked about that at one point. It's very, ex- very expensive. Yeah. yeah. I still think it would be cool to have a, to have a tattoo of the masks of Majora's Mask, but you know, it's really hard to make money in this country. So, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really to that point that I can spend that much money on tattoos. I respect people that do. I'm not, you know, I think tattoos are great. I just had too much other stuff to pay for. I just couldn't, I just couldn't afford it, you know, but yeah, if I was to do it, I would, you know, I would put my favorite games on there. I'd put, I would put Metroid on there, Super Metroid, uh, F Zero, Donkey Kong Country 2, you know, uh, Super Mario 64. Uh, Majora's Mask, like it would be, you know, it would be my favorite stuff that I would put on there. And it was something that I thought really hard about for a long time, and then I just realized that it wasn't going to be a thing that I was going to be able to do anytime soon, so I kind of just let that dream go. I think I would just do a collage of Luigi's in various forms. When you put Luigi on here, John, I hoped you just wanted a giant picture of Luigi on your arm. It's just all just one Luigi, just like the head starting on your shoulder, and and the foot is like on your hand. And it's just his body, like it's just like Luigi, just one large drawing of Luigi. I would just get a tattoo of Luigi's arm, just one <laughs> giant green arm and a glove on your hand. It, yep, so your yep. hand is always gloved. You like put yep. you'll tattoo white around your hand, and it'll be like, yeah. <laughs> it would be cool to get a, like a collage of all the different Luigis that have been in stuff, though. I would have Luigi on there somewhere too because I do like Luigi. I have a Luigi's Mansion thing back there somewhere behind me. The promotional piece from GameStop. Uh, no, I think it was the Club Nintendo well, one. Well, that was Animal Crossing. It, it was the Club Nintendo one that Jess got for me for Christmas. It's really cool. It was sold out really quickly, but it's awesome. It's like the one with the ghost from uh, Dark Moon, I think. Oh, right. On 3DS, yeah. Well, this question's pretty interesting for me because I do actually already have a half sleeve of Nintendo artwork, but it's unfinished. So this is kind of a, like I said, a tricky question because I need to finish the tattoo I already have. And then how would I finish it to make it the rest of the sleeve? So I guess only the patrons are really going to be able to see this. Be able to see this. I'll show it a little bit on the camera. So yeah, uh, Jeremy has a picture of the soup. That's a uh, Mario with the uh, whatever it's called the the feather. No, the, uh, <laughs> the it's it's the Mario from Mario Three with the tail. And Turkey. then there's and there's the um, the boo. You named the cat after it. You couldn't remember. 
Well, that's the full Tanuki suit, though, and that's okay. and it's not the Tanuki suit. It's just it's just the tail. So yeah, there, and there's like Goombas and Koopas and and uh, Boos and stuff on there, but yeah, some of them are just outlines. They, they're not most of them are just in. outlines. Yeah. So the story of this tattoo is over ten years ago. I lived with a tattoo artist, and um, that's how it that's starts. why I could afford it because <laughs> it was, I didn't pay for it. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah, um, my friend needed to be. You know, he decided he wanted to move to Chicago because he wanted a bigger market for uh, tattooing, which totally makes sense. Like for what he did, like he was hoping for our walk-in appointments and stuff. Then he's going to get here in town, in a campus town, you know, like where the kids are gone half the year. So he he wanted to move to Chicago, but he didn't have a job yet. He needed to apply to jobs, so he was like, "Well, help me move to Chicago. Drive me up there with stuff in your car." And uh, I also need to apply as, you know, at this job. So uh, you'll be my canvas to, to apply to the job, pretty much. So he worked on the tattoo a little bit at, um, well, no, he, he started it there at the tattoo shop. And it ended up being, it's t- called Tattoo Tattoo. And it's uh, a shop that did a lot of the uh, tattoos of the bull, like the bulls got back in the nineties, like Scotty Pippen got a tattoo there. Hmm. Dennis w- Robin got a tattoo there. Uh, Michael Jordan was tattooed there. Didn't they used to, didn't that used to be over by the alley? Yes. Yeah. Belmont. Yep. Yeah. I, I went in there. Yeah. So oh, he I'm, worked there. So now, I got it's, now it's a target. <laughs> now it's a giant target. There. There. <laughs> yeah. That's a giant fucking target that takes up like all the space all the way to, uh, to almost before alley, the alley. The alley is something else now, too. But it's so still you can still get target. tattoos at that Target. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, they're it's cheaper and worse. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, I love this tattoo. Uh, it's just been weird because, like, my friend moved to Chicago. Like, I had him work on it a couple other times, but they were really spaced out. And then when he would look at it, he would say, like, well, I already need to go touch up this part because it's been so long that your ink is starting to fade. I mean, it's got a lot of color in it. He also was trying to go for like a classic slash um, heavily shaded, like 3d model look with it. Mm-hmm. So the shading is kind of heavy in some spots on it and stuff. So like, honestly, like the real question or right, rather the real answer to this question is like, I got to get my tattoo like touched up and finished as a half sleeve. And if I were going to make it, a full sleeve, I guess I would probably do something lava related to like make sense because Mario's up at the top flying, you know, and then it's like Bowser's chasing him and you got like all the flying enemies going after him. And it's kind of based off an image of uh, Mario, the, the big Mario three, like promotional image. And um, I guess underneath I would do like more, like some lava and like probably like the bone, um, like the different bone animals, like dry bones would be in there and like, uh, Blarg would be there. He's not bone, but like the the bone version of Blarg would be there too. And uh, love Blarg. Maybe Bone Bowser would be in there. And I don't know. Bone but, Mario. Uh, yeah, Mario Three is already like on me, so I feel like if I was going to make it a full sleeve, I would have to continue. Keep that. it going. I guess Blarg's not in three though. I guess I'd have to combine World with three. For sure. Cool. Well, let's let's move on here then. So Jesse, our friend Jesse. He's been harping about this for a long time. If Nintendo games went up to $70 on their next-gen system, would you still buy them when they came out, or would you wait for a price drop? This this is my thing about the whole $70 thing. 
Uh, it's only 10 bucks. It's not really that much. And if you remember, games were like $90 when we were in high school. So I yeah. mean, it's still, it's still not as bad. Like, uh, they were selling, I remember them selling, uh, Shadows of the Empire for a hundred dollars at, at the Babbage's in the mall. Yeah. You know, which became owned by GameStop later. So it's like a yeah, uh, wave race for 75 at mm-hmm. KB. Yeah. That was in what, 1996. So that's yeah. probably like a hundred bucks. And, and games have been, I mean, they're the cheapest that they've ever been. And this is, you know, the $60 ones, you know, I understand that being, being like kind of a lot, but there's, there's a lot of money that goes into making games, especially like big AAA titles. So if they feel like they need to raise the price $10, I'm not really that upset about it. And if it's something that I feel is worth $70, then I, then it doesn't bother me. And in our last week's episode, we even said, that if Nintendo would have done the Mario 3D All-Stars correctly for $70, I would have paid $70 for it, you yep. know? Yep. If you would have put Mario Galaxy 2 in there and give, given us the option to use inverted controls, then yes, I would have paid well, that, have point, paid that extra, say, dollar, extra $10. Actually, to be honest, if, they, if it would have been 70 for me, they would have had to like break it down. Like It would have been like, you can get them for 20 a piece for, all, for each game, or you save money if you buy all four as a collection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that might be what we're gonna see in the future. Like maybe when the maybe when the like vault time goes up, maybe they're just gonna release them all separately, and you just can't get them all as one collection. Maybe <laughs> they'll do that, and then and then they'll add like Galaxy Two in there as twenty bucks, and it'll be just as bare bones as the other ones, you know, <laughs> unless they're saving it. But that would I don't know. Well, my question, or rather, my answer is very similar to yours, Trey. It's just basically like ten bucks if I want to play it right away. And I don't want to wait to play it. Then I'm just going to pay that extra ten bucks. Like, I might be a little grumpy about it, but like, that's a convenient charge at that point. Like, do I really want to wait three months for this to go on sale, or do I want to be current with, mm-hmm. you know, and not have spoilers and all the other stuff that comes with these these big new releases that like you want to be on the cutting edge, so to speak, with with your gameplay. Like, yeah, I, I'll begrudgingly do it, but I'll do it. I think a lot. I think a lot of it is also like that versus like the Xbox Game Pass, which I think is really is really a cool thing for people who like that. But I I just have no interest in Xbox, and I know they have a lot of the same stuff that's on Switch. But I want to play it on Switch. You know, we have I, I do a weekly Nintendo show. We do. I, I might check to, out the new Xbox. I need to do it. You know, for that price, I might <laughs> I just do it for it. that. I mean, it is cheaper, but I don't. There's nothing that intrigues me for it. Like even the, even that they bought a. Even that they bought whatever that company was that I can't even remember what they're called, the made Skyrim Bethesda. and all that. I don't. I don't Bethesda. know what Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda and some other one that does PC RPG stuff. Yeah, the only thing I care for from Bethesda is, is Doom, but uh, Microsoft and Nintendo seems to have, have a pretty good relationship. I think Game Pass is the is the future, but I mean, if it's a game that I want, I'm gonna I'll pay seventy for it. It's fine. Well, also with the Xbox, there offering like uh payment plans to get it so it's like entirely subscription based including the actual owning of the console oh yeah so that's like cell phoning cell phoneification of oh weird really consoles. you can't you can't just yeah. like buy the console you have well to you can't you a, can but they're offering right it's an option but you won't be able to play i mean you have to play it buy games separately for 70 dollars or whatever right uh well, it, Game Pass is an option, but yes, you could have to do that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I have no problem paying the extra 10 bucks. It wasn't even that long ago that the base price for a game was 50 bucks. When was that like the last generation, like five years ago? Oh, yeah, it, it did go up to what it went up to 60, like in for this generation, yeah. three, whatever. Yeah, I thought so. it was 60 on Wii, wasn't it 60 on Wii? No, I, no, it went up. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe PlayStation they, Three was. They've already you know, it probably was. It probably was. They, they've already they've already like brainwashed me so much that I already forgot. Well, PlayStation that, uh, Three was the that first was raised console that cost yeah. five hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that since they brought the first most expensive game. Yeah, because that time it was sixty dollars, like around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, giant anime crabs cost an extra ten bucks. <laughs> Yeah, they're just giant crabs. I don't think they're anime. They they don't look. They're not anime. They don't look like good like like an anime crab would. You know, enemy with an e. Oh, an enemy. I thought you said anime crabs. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, Daniel Lewis has a question here. When it comes to re-releases, do you prefer preservation of the original experience, like Super Mario 3D All Stars, an enhanced experience like? Link's Awakening or a reimagined experience like Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Uh, I for me, it really depends on the game. It depends on how. Like, I feel like if it's going to be a remastered thing, I feel like it needs. It's a game that needs to be fixed. Like, you know, like like Zelda Two. Like, do a remaster of Zelda Two. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that game needs that needs to be fixed. needs a remaster. I, I feel like Link's Awakening needed a remaster too. Maybe it needed a little bit more of a remaster because I still felt like it played as clunkily as the there is Game Boy One did. But yeah, yeah, that's why I never finished that one. Is I just didn't like the way I just didn't like the way the overworld was, and the overworld's supposed to be good, right? You you say, you said you love like uh, overworlds, Jeremy, and it's like. I just I don't know that it's it, very it, restrictive because yeah. of the space it had originally. Yeah, I know it was because of the game, so but it feels yeah. especially restrictive in the full 3D like enhanced version. Yeah, it it really depends on what it is, and we've talked about Final Fantasy VII remake many a times, and I didn't play it just because I number one don't really like Final Fantasy VII, but number yeah. two I don't feel like it's what I would want. Like if they, like, you know, we've talked a lot about final fantasy six in this episode, final fantasy six is my favorite final fantasy. And, and also I think it's the best final fantasy of all of them. But if they did a remake of six, like seven, I would be pretty upset because I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that game. I want, I want like six again, but with, you know, with turn base, but more, but added modern uh, quality of life stuff or whatever. You I bet the, it, you the know? first $60 episode would just be like the credit sequence from six, like where you're walking. <laughs> no, 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 to no, Narsh yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just all the battles you have on the way between there and Narsh. It's before you even meet like uh, Edgar, or, like any of those uh, other guys. Yeah. So, yeah, it it really depends on what it is. Like for some, some most of the stuff I want to I want to just see like a re released version, but like update it like they did with like the Turok games. Like just make everything smooth, make everything HD. Yep. Like that's I'm fine with that. Like I like those games a lot. You know, as obviously, if you listen to the show, I talk about them all the time. But I love when they release old games and make them smooth and HD. And that's for most of the time. It depends on what the game is. If it's a problem and I feel like it needs to be tweaked, it's always nice to see a remaster. But the problem with remasters is if you're going to the extent of like Link's Awakening, if there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that you need to, that you need to put in there to make that. So it's going to end up costing more in, in time and it has ends up having to cost more as a game later. So it depends on. You know, how much, yeah, I don't know. 
I like I would have loved to see a remastered version of Sunshine that plays better, but I don't think we're gonna get that. But that would be nice for that game in particular. Well, they kind of like yeah shit the bed as far as that's concerned because they waited yeah. so long and then it, they just threw it out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm for it if I'm for it if they do it right, and I, but I'm not really. I don't know if I really want anything like the reimagined Final Fantasy VII experience. I don't know. That's too much for me. Unless it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I, from what I've heard of that game, I definitely don't want a game to be remade in that way. You know, where it's a, where it's a completely different game, and is the other game cut up in, you know, where it'll end up being like two hundred dollars total probably to get the whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> Not really. I mean, Final Fantasy VII, the the best analog I can think of is like the the Hobbit being made into three movies after the after the Lord of the Rings. It's like, yeah. That yeah, made sense for three movies, but The Hobbit. It's, a short, have been <laughs> it's a short story. No. Yeah, it's not even like a full novel. Or I anything. read that yeah. when I was like eleven or twelve, and like I read it like a day or two. Yeah, the it's um yeah it, there's there's an old animated Hobbit movie. Just watch that. That one's like twenty minutes long. Mm. It's like way better. Yeah, and I, I always prefer the enhanced versions, I guess, and I don't want something that's like so different. From the original, it's like, why not just make a completely different original game? You know, not from, not based on the previous franchise or anything like that. Um, yeah, no, I, I always prefer the enhanced. I liked Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I thought that was great. It was reminded me of the original and it brought a little bit of extra flair to it and something new. See, and here, here I am, like, of course, walking the line like I do often, but, uh, I want a hybrid. I want like uh, Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, which is a very early Switch release. Yeah, that one was done really well on other consoles, but like that's what I want. I want the option to switch on the fly between the new thing and the old thing. So, yes, give me the fully, you know, whatever. If it's a dirty word, that's emulated. I don't care. Like, have the fully emulated version of the game in there, and you can play that if you want to. But also, do you want to play the modern version? Have that be an option too. But maybe as a third option, play the classic version. So like, let's say you're playing uh, Ocarina of Time and then you hit the minus button and then it switches to the new style and the music like changes, you know, from MIDI to orchestrated. Or whatever. Like, I just love that the, how seamlessly Wonder Boy did that. And that was a 2D side scroller, you know, like it, it, this is kind of a huge sort of like demand, but I still think it would be so cool in the future if like, you could literally switch on the fly and uh, have that option. You know, if do I want to to get all the new stuff, or do I just want to play through the game I love so much and what I know, and just let us choose on the fly? It's kind of like Dragon Quest switching between 2D and 3D, right? Consumers, yeah. yeah. I, I wish I wish it was as smooth as high as uh, Wonder Boy though was though. The Dragon Quest one got a little complicated because. Uh, because if when you switch from 3D to 2D, it wouldn't actually you wouldn't start at the same spot. You would yeah, because they were like depending lines. on like the chapter and stuff. So uh-huh. it was it wasn't as seamless as you would hope. But that's another th- that backs up my decision of saying to play Dragon Quest 11 for Eternity because you could f- you could keep switching back between the uh, you could play it on 2D all the way through for 120 hours, and then you could play it on 3D 120 mm-hmm. hours, and you know you'd have two you have two games in there, so. Well, let's let's keep moving here because we do have a lot left. Um, we have a follow up question from the same from the same person. Um, if you have if if you could have your dream re release in your chosen style, what would it be? 
Uh, I would. I want a re-release of, of Skies of Arcadia. I've said it a bunch of times. It doesn't have to be like fully like a full remaster enhanced version. I just would like to see the Dreamcast version, but like in HD. Maybe clean up some of the stuff. Even though I would love it to be like completely enhanced, you know. But Skies of Arcadia, that game's awesome. More people need to play it. Put it on Switch. It's hard to get a hold of too. So yeah, make it more accessible. Like that's good too. Um, I said this from the moment I saw the first cell shaded visuals, especially with um, Wind Waker, when we were watching like the Nintendo World video that you had like the real world, the uh, not real world, the real video clip on your iMac back in the day, Trey. Yeah, like we're talking back when you lived in the badly frosted walls apartment um we will we watch first yeah that space world demo of yeah wind waker well they didn't call it wind waker yet but yeah with uh where he's all cartoony and all that yeah the moment i saw that i was like bring back chrono trigger just remake chrono trigger in that style because i and i still feel that way like that's what i want i want like a 2.5 d chrono trigger with the cell shaded style so you can still have the like over the shoulder or not over the shoulder but you know like I mean, it's it's a somewhat isometric view. I guess it's hard to necessarily say that's what Chrono Trigger is because it's all sprite based. But it's pretty. It's fairly isometric. Um, so just do that with fully uh, cell shaded uh, 2.5D and uh, do like full voice acting. And I would love to see that game. Maybe it wouldn't be great. Maybe that's why it hasn't been done yet. But. That's a game I've dreamed of for years. Well, I think a lot with a lot of the Square games, it's it's just like the people who originally developed it aren't really there anymore. Like they've kind mm-hmm. of moved on to other things. That's the main problem with Final Fantasy VI. Like I would love to see that game remade or remastered or whatever. But the people who made Final Fantasy VI, they aren't even at Square anymore, so it doesn't matter. Like nobody cares about it. Like same. Like that's mm-hmm. why Four got so many remakes because whoever made four was still there and they could remake it. But the people who did six have gone on to other things. So they don't seem to, you know, they don't seem to care about it. So it's unfortunate. I need to see Chibi Robo in HD. Yeah. That would be a good like one. Too. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would play all, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I really need a cell shaded Chrono Trigger, but I definitely would play Chibi Robo again. I don't know. It depends. It depends on how cell shaded it would be. <laughs> I mean, oh, it doesn't I, have to be so shit. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if it's a remake, I mean, they we have a remaster or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I dug deep into like, yeah, my my brain there, where I was like, mm-hmm. I thought of this fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Like, I was like, if they're gonna bring Chrono Trigger back, this would be the style I'd want to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've seen like Tales games, like Tales games, kind of mimic the what i would think it would look like as far as like um what's his name the artist uh tor tor toriyama akira toriyama yeah toriyama's like art style like would kind of like be that or i mean well of course dragon Dragon quest Quest. (laughs) say like dragon quest 11 yeah like if chrono trigger had those graphics it could be pretty cool Mm. And as a follow-up, Daniel says, I'm most found most fond of the enhanced experience personally, so my dream enhanced remake would be a combining of the original two Golden Sun games, retain the top-down view with all the 3D assets, voice acting for cutscenes, adding a fast travel feature, a reorchestrated soundtrack with the option to use the original, which is always great, but retaining the cat the classic feel with the dungeon puzzles and sticking with the turn-based combat and Ginny system. Genie system. 
yeah, I would love to. Um, I, w- I would like to play Golden Sun again. It would really be really cool to have a Golden Sun collection. It's on Wii U. That's true. It is. Both are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have the first one, the cartridge still. A uh, friend of Jeremy and I's from college, uh, Z Todd Zastro, wrote into us and says, "In your opinion, what is the best wrestling game of all time?" Uh, my opinion is WrestleMania 2000 because. WrestleMania 2000 was the first Aki game where you could create your own character and you could create your own entrances. It's unfortunate that it is the WWE people or the WWF people at the time and not the WCW people, but it was my favorite because I could just put myself in the game. So I didn't really care whether, you know, whether like um, Hollywood Hulk Hogan was in there or not because I could put my own character Legion in there and play through the whole game as all these characters I didn't really care about because it has story mode also that was really, really good. And, uh, yeah, that was my favorite one. Uh, No Mercy came out after that, but I don't think it was as good as maybe the story mode wasn't written as well. But what I'm hoping to say a few years down the road is I'm hoping that the AEW game that comes out will end up being the best wrestling game. But I still have heard nothing about updates of that because the world is in a crisis. So, (laughs) you know, and also I haven't watched it much anymore because I haven't had as much time to watch, you know, to watch TV. Like that, so I've kind of fallen behind. But yeah, no, I think WrestleMania is the best one of the sixty-four ones, in my opinion, or or of all time. You know, I think uh, even though Fire Pro games or Fire Pro Wrestling games are really good, but they don't have the entrance thing to it. Like the, you don't, I mean, you can pay extra for that, but it doesn't have the still the feeling as this one. This one felt like I was there and I was actually creating my own wrestling stories, and I even got to the point where I would like switch the belts around, you know, depending on whoever I thought was cool at the time and all that. And it was great. I've not played much wrestling games. Unfortunately, I wish I had a better like uh, like set in my mind to choose from. But mostly, I've just played with Trey. So I guess what's the one we played on in sixty four? I don't know. I played all of them. <laughs> played all of them on sixty four. The one that's the black cartridge that I have. WrestleMania two thousand. That's probably the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I think No Mercy is a black cartridge also, but the WCW ones weren't. They were gray. Even though I do think Revenge is really good, but you couldn't create your own character in that. So I remember playing. Uh, and no story. I played. I played some game with Mark back in the day. Your your old roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a game on the PlayStation One with him. That was really really fun. I had a good time with it, but I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But it was another game very similar to the the one on the sixty four and how the moves worked and stuff. Yeah, there was there was one on PlayStation One before WCW versus NWO. I did a video about it on our on our YouTube. So if you want to check it out, I did like an anniversary video about WCW versus NWO, where I talk about the ones before and after that. So I thought it was pretty cool. If you want to check that. That's out. actually the game that I picked, WCW versus NWO, because uh, that's the one that I had, and it was the first of the bunch. It's also the worst oh. of the bunch, but you could pick whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> It's the first For nostalgia, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I never really played the other ones. Yeah. That was the one that I played, so yeah, yeah that's that's what I picked. I mean, that one was it's it's not a bad game. It just doesn't have any of the options that the other ones have. That's why I don't. Right, it was great when it yeah. came out, but the other ones built on it. Yeah, that's why I don't. It, there's no there's no story mode or create a wrestler. Story mode, create a wrestler. Two things that are really great. So yeah. Asa Asa Green River writes into us to say, with the proof that the Switch can successfully run GameCube and we uh, and emulations. I love that he said woo, but I thought it was funny. Uh, Wii emulations. Do you think we will see more collections released sooner since they won't require much development time? Uh, pretty much what Jeremy said on his is what I, is how I feel. But, uh, I mean, I hope so. 
I think that, I mean, I, I think we've already seen a lot. And I, I also think that since Mario 64 was in a collection, I don't think we're going to see any N64 stuff for the Nintendo Switch Online anytime soon. That's kind of how I feel. Mario 64 was a really good indicator, and you're right about that. Like, yeah. This is the this is a launch game for the N sixty four console, like the the system seller that used their new controller the best way. You know, the like we've talked about in the past, like Mario games oftentimes were to show off the new uh, interface, the new controller, and all that. So, yeah, I would agree with you. I think we're going to get more collections, like Aces suggesting, because they may they may throw some N sixty four stuff us. At us eventually on the um, on the online the Nintendo online, but I think before that we'll see more stuff that we can just buy outright. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rare Replay shows up. I and mean, we've we, talked about yeah. for years, but like at this point, it seems a lot less. You know, it seems a lot less uh, impossible. Right, impossible because we got Cuphead. Which what the hell? We got Cuphead. Yeah, and and the Ori. Yeah, I'm. Just, I I don't understand why why rare. Maybe there's some like bad blood, but we do have the Donkey Kong Country. I say yeah, we got two the two there. Donkey yeah. Kong Country games recently, so yeah. we are getting rare stuff. And um, so I think we might get rare replay, and that would be you know a very strong contender for a collection of N64 games. And don't forget, there already are a lot of 64 games already on there. We have like Doom 64 and like uh-huh. Turok 1 and 2. Uh, I mean, you might as well say, even though this is the better Shadows version. of the Empire, right? Oh, uh, no, it's not on there yet, but... Uh, uh, racing, Racer Episode 1 on Racing. There. And uh, or Episode 1 Racer. And um, uh, I was going to say Duke Nukem, even though it's a better version than the Duke Nukem 64. But Duke Nukem is in there, and it's very similar to that. And there's uh, what Shadow, Shadow Man is coming out soon. Oh yeah, which I, I want to really want to play that game again. Just and they're actually they're actually oh yeah, doing, the, well, Curse of the Mummy was never that one. That yeah, was. but that's a GameCube game when he mm-hmm. was talking about games. So there's also GameCube stuff that was on there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sphinx and the Curse of the Mummy and all that. So there there is a lot of stuff on there. Actually, you know, take a look at N64 today, which a friend of ours who was on the show he does a lot of really great stuff uh, about that on there. So take a look at that. You can look it up on Twitter. But he did. Um, he he did a uh, he did a list of all of the 64 games that are on Switch. So if you're interested interested in checking that out, he did that. N64 today, it's good stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll I get think, more collections before we'll get for sure. I think we're gonna get a Zelda collection obviously next year for the anniversary, and um, I think Prime Trilogy will come eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just it's just kind of I think waiting for a definitive date on. Metroid Prime Four, so that people will they'll have like a little lead in. Maybe they'll release it, you know, eight months before Prime Four or something to get the hype back up. And the other one that I thought of is possibly maybe we'll get a Mario Kart collection because Mario Kart is one of the number one selling games on on Switch, and there's been a bunch of those right now. I think, um, you know, leap, leaping off the success of 3D All Stars, why not have a Mario Kart collection? I think that'd be cool. Yeah, well, we have two on there as of right now. We have the Super Nintendo one mm-hmm. and the and the Wii U one on there. Yeah, right. Double Dash and and the Wii one and yeah, sixty four, yeah. of course. Yeah, it, it, would, it that would be interesting because they've never done a collection of Mario Kart before. It's always just been 
here's this version for this system. I mean, aside from like virtual console stuff. So I don't see why Nintendo wouldn't do it. I mean, they got all these things. They could just do that same half-assed job of 3D All-Stars and mm-hmm. right. just, just do that with everything else. I feel like that. I'd fucking buy it too. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. that. I don't believe that, that a Metroid Prime trilogy is a real thing. But if it was, then uh, then it, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the same half-assed version that you got of 3D All-Stars, and you're going to have to point your stupid fucking pro controller at the TV, and that's how you're going to have to aim, and it's going to be awful. That's, that's what I feel like is going to happen with that. It's going to suck so much. But I'll probably buy it anyway because I'm an idiot. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to get. Okay, moving on. We still have more. Uh, we have a lot of uh, enhanced questions, but that's fine. Uh we have a question from Tim Kenyon. What what would you guys like to see Nintendo do with Zelda's 35th anniversary next year? Oh, which John um, was already kind of yeah. John John pretty much it. like says like everything that anybody would ever want. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Breath of the Wild two. I'd just like to see that release at some point next year. That's my big thing. But go ahead, John. Just take it away. <laughs> so Breath of the Wild two. We need the Zelda 3D Legends Collection. This is gonna be remasters. Remasters, right? Okay. Uh, we need Ocarina, Majora, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, Link Between Worlds. You we need be- behind-the-scenes documentary. Uh, we need soundtrack with a digital download. Um, we need Zelda pins. Millions, <laughs> millions of Zelda pins. Yeah. Make lots of them, please. Make lots of them, yes. Yeah. I want some extra goodies in there. I want posters for each game, like the original posters that would have come with the Nintendo game, Super Nintendo game. Put those in there, reproduction of those. Mm. I want reproduction of the instruction booklets. In fact, I think it'd be cool if they made like a really nicely designed um, altogether book of, of each of the games, put it all together, make a nice redesign of that. Um, that could be a cool little book to have with your, with your game. A steelbook case. Something that presents as if, like, you know, this is a product of some esteem and people care about this. And we don't care about this. Put that on the packaging itself. Um, We also need a Zelda 2D Legends collection. The exact same, but for all the 2D games. Uh, We need an updated Hyrule, Historia, and Encyclopedia. Something released alongside the games that, you know, you'd buy it separately, but this is like the newest edition, including all the games that have come out in the intervening years. And I want a high five from Aonuma and Miyamoto delivered via Zoom so they can stay safe and live forever. <laughs> and this and this collection will cost $300. <laughs> I mean, it, at least. like Because if you're doing enhanced versions of all the 2D ones, you're basically going to have to put Link's Awakening in there also, which is like $60. So that one's probably maybe six hundred dollars, maybe for for all for all of those games. On there, I mean, it's the Why? year of Zelda. We'll we'll spend a bunch of money on Zelda if they play their cards right. Which is the one thing I would add. Uh, I like how they had a game and watch for Mario. I want for uh, for this an actual game watch because I love game watches. I want a yeah, game like watch the with the original Zelda on uh, it. Are you wait? Are you saying like remember they put the Zelda on a a. a uh, digital watch like way back in the 80s right yeah but i want to release those but you want the real deal i want, want like a little tiny screen with the the directional controls and everything that i can play zelda on my wrist mm. that would be cool that seems like I, would add, I would add to that that the design should like, be based on the original 1989 watch but with the updated game seems like agree. the worst way to play zelda this is like <laughs> i mean probably figures. but i love game watches like 
I want a new one because when the when I saw the Mario Game and Watch, I immediately thought of my Batman Game Watch, and I have a Mario Game Watch. I think it's from '89. Why don't you get a Apple Watch, and then you could play Cut the Rope on there or something, and you have a Game Watch. Nope, I want the <laughs> Zelda Game Watch. Yeah, I mean, if it if it was like a Game and Watch thing for Zelda, I think that's pretty cool. If it had Zelda One on there, I mean, there's the Mario One, but the Zelda One. Also, I also want like a Mario Kart thing that goes around my house and everything turns into a Moblin and I can just ride it into it and it'll kill him like that. <laughs> some some version of the Mario Kart Live. Add that on there too. I mean, I, maybe if they would split everything up into like $60, $60 ones that have different games on it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was picturing. That, that would so be you'd cool. Have the 2D yeah. and then the 3D, those are separate, mm-hmm. right? And those would be 60 bucks each. And then, yeah, the books and stuff, you buy those separately. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, um, moving on, we we only have a few more episodes, a few more questions here. I want to try to get through them, and of course, we have to do our drawing and give and give away the points and all that stuff. Which that'll be, I'll actually give away the points later. Of course, we won't be doing it live right now. I'll do it when the uh, when the episode posts. But okay, so moving on, Jeremy Arthur, do you think we'll see another Fire Emblem game release on this console, or do you believe we'll have to wait for the Switch successor, i.e., Switch Pro? To see a new Fire Emblem title, um, I I think that Fire Emblem Three Houses was like pretty recent. I know that they did release a good amount of them on 3DS, but there was still some time in between them. I'm I'm, I'm guessing that I we probably won't see one until the next model. That's that's what I think. I agree. Did you guys you guys probably think about the same, right? I don't. Yep. I think that we'll have another one. I think there'll be another Fire Emblem because there will be another Switch that'll come out with enhanced graphics before that comes out yeah but it's not going to be the direct successor i think the switch is here to stay for a while and it'll be like the 3ds where they like do a new switch you know like yeah sure are already expecting but it's gonna still the games will still be playable on the old hardware you just won't be able to like plug it into a 4k tv or whatever you know yeah it's or you a- will but it won't be like running the same way like a ps pro or xbox one x or whatever they're called like we're just going to see that same trend with the Switch one generation later because that's how they how Nintendo plays their cards. I think we might get it. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with all these new with, with all these new systems and with like the state of the world and all that. You know where how those go, like as to how fast they're going to change them. But I, I I just think my current Switch will be able to play the next Fire Emblem game. Yeah, I'm gonna, sure. I, I will stand by that. Sure. Okay. I, I think. I just feel like the last one was released, and I, I maybe I don't want them to release another one because I still haven't finished that last one. I just want, I just want them to wait till that. But yeah, maybe in the next couple of years. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm saying that we probably won't get. We'll just say I'll just stand by what I said. We won't get one until the next switch. Edward Garcia says one has to go. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, or Breath of the Wild. I say Ocarina, get the fuck out of here. That's what I say because I could never give up Majora's Mask. And Breath of the Wild is too damn big of a game. And as much as I like Ocarina of Time and nostalgia bullshit or whatever, I don't think I don't think it's that much fun to play anymore. To tell you the truth, oh. even even on the um, even on the 3ds 3D version, mm. I felt like it was a little clunky. So that's why I feel I like playing Majora's Mask more than that one. So that's my. I opinion. said I definitely said Majora go bye bye. But mostly because of what Ocarina meant to bringing Zelda to the 3D space. But I also see what you're saying, Trey, and I made sure and put it in the notes. I guess before I even saw how you felt, but I thought Ocarina of Time was very much like 
let's take uh, Link to the Past and bring those systems up to 3D. Sure, it added like uh, Z targeting and jumping and everything, but like it kind of the, the way that everything worked was very similar to how Link to the Past worked. And uh, even including like you got to get the initial three things and then you get to the second part where you do, you know, the rest and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Majora's Mask left a lasting impression on every 3D Zelda after that. Like Majora's Mask brought the like the dark element to Zelda that people love so much that's still there. Like I mean, all that black like gunk in Breath of the Wild that's all over the place that hurts you. That's so Majora's Mask, you know. Mm-hmm. And in Twilight Princess, same way was definitely like so dark because Majora's Mask lit the torch for that to happen initially. So I don't know. It's hard for me to say, but I still have to say. Majora's Mask just because if you want the pure Zelda experience, Ocarina of Time was that like to a T. Yeah, I, I kind of just looked at it where it's like if I just have to, if one if it, you know, if one goes and I can't play that one again, and I don't want Majora's Mask to go because it's my favorite Zelda, so there's no way that one's going to get picked. Whereas, uh, you know, and Breath of the Wild is Breath of the Wild. You can play that game forever. I, don't want to I guess I thought of, of the either. question more of like eliminate it from history and then so I was thinking of what the effects would be in the future. Oh, sure. Well, then it would have to be the, you don't want to do the oldest one because then the other ones won't happen because of that uh-huh. one. But I don't think we're doing like back to the future rules here or, or Terminator <laughs> yeah. rules or whatever, you know. I must, well, go, I keep, must go I back in time Ocarina, and kill Ocarina. I mean, that was, that was really my first Zelda game. Of course, I tried the other ones before that, but the first one that I actually dove into and played and uh, fell in love with that was Ocarina, so I, I can't, I can't. It would feel like a betrayal to cast that off. And of course, Breath of the Wild, as Trey said, it's just so huge and infinite and like beautiful, and um, it's setting the tone for where Zelda's going in, in the future. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to get rid of that one. Breaks my heart to say you uh, also need to beat it. <laughs> I still need to beat it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As much as I love Majora's Mask, that would be the one that I would get rid of. Yeah, you guys should have figured I'd be, I'd be the Majora Stan here because Majora's Mask is my favorite, so I would never kick it off of any list. I figured. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no way. Like Majora's Mask is too cool. Like I love, I love the stories and the characters and the whole like the Twin Peaksiness of it. It's great. Yeah, and it's weird, the weirdness and the darkness, and I can never get rid of it. So uh, we also got this is a kind of a more uh, different different question, but Super GG Radio, all of Super GG Radio, I think mostly Alex. But they say if they win, if they win, I'm going to give it to all of them, and they can fight over it and see whoever is alive can can keep the can keep the <laughs> the points for the Switch. They said uh, we just wanted to know how we thought about the new Dragon Quest game that's coming to Android, uh, Dragon Quest Tact, and uh, you know it's I'll definitely check it out. It, it kind of reminds me. There, there was a Dragon Quest uh, Fire Emblem-style game that was a digital-only release on the DSi, which actually I got. I have it. So it's kind of the same sort of thing, and that's what it reminded me of. But, you know, I like Dragon Quest, so yeah, of course I'll check it out. I don't really like mobile games so much. It looks but, really pretty. But I'll it looks that. like it has the graphics of Eleven. so more power to you. Mm. I really want to play Dragon Quest Walk, but that's only in Japan. And Mm. also, I don't really walk anywhere, so it'll be the same as Pokemon Go. But it sounded really cool from what I heard about it. Yeah, I mostly only play mobile games for Nintendo Clout. So, like, if I'm trying, like, when Nintendo releases a mobile game and I have to play it, like, 
I thought I had to play it to get the pins. Turns out I didn't need to. Also turns out I can't get the pins. But uh, <laughs> I almost played Mario Kart Tour recently. But for whatever reason, that doesn't work on my phone. I think maybe my phone's just too old. But yeah, um, the only the only Nintendo game I really got into was uh, Nitomo because it was so so social. And I played a little bit of Super Mario Run, but I, I mean, I've got it. I've got the full version on my phone. I just currently don't have it downloaded. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I just don't play mobile games. So this looks cool. If they brought it to the Switch in some way, maybe I'd be more likely to check it out. But I don't want to eat up the battery on my phone playing a mobile game. I'll, I'll definitely try it out. I don't, I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but I'll definitely try it. Also, I, I mean, I definitely want to mention, like, if it brings... If it makes people interested in the Dragon Quest like lore and all that, then that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. I just personally, I've got an old phone. My phone's like almost five years old, and it just can't handle these higher powered mobile games. Yeah, for me, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm not interested just because I don't like RPGs and all that. But I'm happy for people who, who enjoy Dragon Quest that they got a new game coming out. For sure, I really want to. I want to know more about Dragon Quest Twelve. That's what I want to know, and I would pay seventy dollars for Dragon Quest Twelve. That's my answer about that. So then we have an obscure one at the end from Joe P. Why is shy guy so shy? I think it's because under that mask he is devastatingly handsome, <laughs> and he just can't take all the attention. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. No say, one could. I was gonna say based some, on how handsome he is. I was gonna say something like that. He's like that variation of Doctor Doom, where like. You know, he keeps talking about how his face is disfigured, but then he takes the mask off and there's like one tiny scratch like on, on his <laughs> cheek and he just, no one can see it. So that's, that's what's going on there with <laughs> Shy Guy. He's Dr. Doom. He's one of the versions of Dr. Doom. I always, the Dr. Doom I always knew was the one that had this completely disfigured face, but there was also that other one in earlier, one earlier editions that had the, it's the one scratch under there. My theory is that Shy Guy is uh, something like Medusa where like, if you see his face, you die or something happens to you. So he's actually like OP as fuck, but he has to wear the mask to just kind of exist in the world. Like <laughs> to just kind of like, you know, you easily like jump on his head, pick him up, throw him in, down a pit or something and kill him. But in his mind, he would rather die that way than like, you know, have to face some ultimate enemy eventually because he can kill everything just by looking at it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather die a hero than become a villain. Yes, exactly. live long enough to become a villain. <laughs> like this and episode, the, just the live long enough. The sniffets that like <laughs> spit out the bullets, like those are a variation of the shy guys. I think mm. they're just like spitting out little like like the bugs and stuff that fly into their mask and get turned into stone. They're like spitting that excrement back out. Speaking speaking, speaking of movie quotes, uh, I think that uh, the shy guy is like is basically like the arc from Raiders of the Last Ark. If you take his face off, then you're your eyes, your eyes will melt and your faces will explode. So <laughs> that's why they must keep their masks on. And so their their faces are so powerful that you cannot take them as a as a smaller being. So they keep those masks on. You know, like they are gods and you were just puny men among them. So they if you they remove their faces, you all die. So that's why. <laughs> that's there's there's some uh, creepy pasta or something for the. They for have the so much. Yeah, it's so much legend. history to try yeah. to explain, and they just want to have friends like normal people. So they're just like. I'm just going to be super introverted because what choice do I have? All right. Well, this is, this is the time it's the end of the show, <laughs> but it's also the time for the names. We are going to pick a name to give, to give some uh, eShop cards to, 
I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, I was trying to get the sound of like moving the paper around here on the mic, but I don't want to look at the names, so I don't. I don't want anything to be. And we're we're drawing for the ten dollar eShop card. Okay, we're drawing for the ten dollar eShop card. I'm not looking at the hat. I made sure. I made sure that everybody's name is in there. So there are thirteen names here. So I want to make sure that everything is good. So, all right. Let's see. Da, 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 da. All right. Number one, Joe P. <laughs> Joe P. Just wants to know. He's like, he right. came in, came in uh, the last minute and won the $10 eShop card. So, shy guy, here you go, man. That's like when my friend Jason like came in in the last minute for a Blackhawks game and ended up like winning a winning a jersey for like the last like minute of the game and everyone at the bar hated him for it. I remember that because <laughs> he like just ran in and bought a picture and the, we were friends with the bartender and she gave us like a ton of tickets and he ended up winning and everybody's like, fuck you. We've been here for three hours. It was hilarious. Just like people who are listening to this who are still here waiting after three hours. All right. The final $20 eShop card goes to, I've been just spinning everything around here so much. So it'll be something see all right twenty dollars goes to super gg radio you guys get the fight right. over right over your twenty dollar eShop card it's going to be like that part in uh the dark in the dark night where uh you know the joker says whoever wins is part of the gang that's 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 how, that's how you do it or whoever lives is part of the gang and that yeah that has been our episode that is our nintendo mail episode thank you that every- was fun. thank you everybody yeah. for sending in sending in uh, as questions i wanted to do another one you know we did another one like last year the year before and and we got a lot better response this time so thanks everybody for emailing us and and please send us more messages in the future Mm -hmm. i'd love to read more stuff on the show of course you know even if it's letting us know when we're wrong about things which a couple of you guys who wrote in had said that before so yeah i appreciate that but i also appreciate you listening to the show and all of that stuff and if you like us and you want to support us, you can go to Nintendo Main po- or you can go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And if you donate a dollar, you can listen to all of our bonus shows. We just recorded an episode about the 3DS, which I think is really good. It should be up in the next couple days. So check that out. Also, if you donate at the $5 level, you can see uh, videos of us doing these episodes completely unedited. So you can see what we say like before and in between and stuff like that. And, you know, see our beautiful faces and all that stuff. And of course, at the $10 level, you get perler beads. At the $50 level, you can get a cross stitch as well. And I want to thank one of our patrons, uh, Eric Bedenis, has just upgraded to the $50 level this month. And uh, thank you. Thanks, Eric. Thank, thank you, you so Eric. much. Thank you much, really? so much for supporting us and for and for all that stuff. Uh, he Actually, I talked to him on Patreon. He said that he's a long-distance truck driver. So it may be difficult to get the physical prices stuff to him just because he doesn't really have an address, I guess, so we can send it right now. But I still want to make, we still want to make something for you. So, you know, if you think of if something, you have like a family member or something. Yeah. Or you have somewhere we can send it to you. Yeah. If you have somewhere we could send it to, we would love to send that to you, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for supporting us at the $50 level. Always appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, also, uh, NintendoMainPodcast.com is where you can find all of our stuff. There's a couple articles that I wrote on there. There's like uh, links to the Twitter, Nintendo underscore domain, JMAX stack. Um, there's links to our YouTube, uh, Facebook group and all that stuff on there. And of course, all of the episodes, uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I also have another 
another show called How Is It Now? We just did an episode about it as good as it gets. It's mostly about me. It's mostly me ranting about how Jack Nicholson's character is actually a Trump supporter and part of QAnon. So it's uh, worth listening to. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still doing that. You can check that out as well. But yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. I'm John Nitter. And uh, thank you for sending in the mail, and thank you for listening to us. And we will see you next week to talk about Animal Crossing and all those other news things we didn't talk about this week. See you later. See you. John, could you hit uh, back on your Slack? You deleted some of my notes on accident. I think when your thing hit the keyboard. Oh no! Well, you just got to hit. You just got to hit oh, back. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, sorry about that. We got, we got no worries. I tried doing it on mine and it doesn't work. We got we got Pikmin all over again happening here. I think you just yeah. I don't think it really ruined anything, but I was like, what did I say there? <laughs> 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 sorry, it's so exciting. <laughs> We should be recording this. All right, that's it. Yeah, this, yeah this I didn't is, lose that much. This is what the people want to see Sorry. right here. I just couldn't remember, I just couldn't remember what was on there. Yeah, I wish we could have the uh, notes up on there. <laughs>